This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studio in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit shoptalkpodcaststudio.com. All right, let's get this shit popping. Imagine going to court with no trial Lifestyle cruising blue Bahama waters No welfare supporters More conscious of the way we raise our daughters Days are shorter, nights are colder Feeling like life is over These snakes strike like a cobra The world's hot, my son got knocked Evidently, it's elementary They want us all gone eventually Trooping out of state for a plate Knowledge, if coke was cooked without the garbage We'd all have the top dollars Imagine everybody flashing Fashion, designer clothes Lacing your click up with diamond rolls Your people holding dough, no parole no rubbers going raw imagine law with no undercovers just some thoughts for the mind i take a glimpse into time watch the blimp read the world is mine if i rule the world imagine that i get rid of the east side i hate them hate them baby west side niggas is real <laughs> that's a fact <laughs> Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 274 of This Week in Culture. I am your host, Ant Wood, a.k.a. Trinidad, and a.k.a. One Half of the Culture, and I got my brother with me, Jay. What up, though? Uh, what up, though? Uh, it's your man, Jay Johnson, 313 on everything that matters. One half of everything. What's popping? And this week, we bring to you the review of the 1994 Spike Lee-produced Drop Squad. A lot of y'all hit me and told me, y'all... Never saw the movie or you ain't seen it in a long ass time. It's available on YouTube. We did put a link on the YouTube page and also put one in the Facebook group. Go follow us on both if you don't already, man, so you can watch the movie. It's only about an hour and a half, so won't take up too much of your time if you're not familiar. But real reason we want to kick it about that movie is a lot of themes, mm. underlying themes in that movie. Ironically... I ain't think about it till a little earlier today. <laughs> These niggas is ready to drop Deion Sanders. Niggas are stupid. They're ready to bro. drop Prime. Like, I don't, I don't, like. Hmm. Prime. Um, so I, I saw the, 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 the air quotations backlash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also saw the video that they didn't want you to see. Mm. Um, after he told his team how they was kicking it afterwards yeah and his team lots of them just told him thank you yeah um for the coach and everything but thank you for helping me as a man helping me with life mm -hmm. i mean from from the equipment people to from the players yeah um from the media like literally they were just around laughing and joking and everybody just spread like yo you told us what you was gonna do a long time ago yeah and you we did it. we thank you. Um, it's just interesting that uh, that wasn't the vibe I was catching um, from my my scrolls on on the interwebs. Um, I caught a lot of bad vibes around around Prime man. Um, for those y'all who don't know, we'll quick summary on what happened. Um, Deion Sanders, aka Prime, aka Coach Prime, aka the greatest athlete I've ever seen. Definitely top two, and probably not two. Um, 
arguably the greatest football player to ever play. Definitely, man, greatest corner. Easy. Greatest return man. Like, like, bro. Damn, come I play, on, man. I play baseball <laughs> and, and football at the same time. On the same day. The like, only athlete in history. To hit a home run as well as catch a touchdown. On the same, on the same Sunday, day. bro. Come like, on, that's man. Crazy. <laughs> Left wing <laughs> game. Like, that's crazy. Prime a whole different beast. But he announced officially, the rumors have been out there for about a week, um, probably longer than that if you in those circles. But he announced officially on Saturday that he was going to be leaving um, Jackson State and uh, coaching the University of Colorado, the Buffaloes. Um, I mean, Jackson State. Detroit, you should be cool that he buffed up. Now. I mean, he definitely needs some buffs. We ain't gonna buff him up no more. I mean, we can sell him ten dollars joints. Come on, <laughs> so I think we gotta buy some of them for the studio. I feel like we gotta buy some of them and like give them the guests. Yeah, <laughs> we Whoa. gotta start having guests just to buff them up. Yo, yo. <laughs> I promise you I'm sending y'all out in the streets and fake buffs. And if I see you wearing them, nigga, I'm not even calling you out because I love y'all. Um, all right. So he taking over the Colorado I swear football I'm program. Um, yeah, nigga, we put like $50 in a pot each, nigga. We can get ten. We got 50 <laughs> pair of buffs. Come on, dog. Um, he's leaving the historically black Jackson State University to take over the PWI. Colorado. I don't like that. I don't like it. That's what they saying. I don't. I don't like. That's like, how they framing it. I don't stop it. Cause you know, ain't you ain't never called them other organizations PW. Like when you get to your pro black shit, you start oh PWI nigga. Before you went to MSU, it was Michigan State. It was University Man. of Michigan. Well, the only time I ever used the term PWI in general is when niggas get into a little back and forth debate about. Um, the black experience that you can have at a non HBCU. I've been black my whole life. Like, my, bro, my, my, my experience, experience is, is black. Black, bro. I don't need when to go, I go to an HBCU or a non HBCU. I'm still having the black experience. Like, <laughs> like, I be baffled by that though. Yeah. yeah. Now, not, like, it's not that I don't understand because I see. Yeah. And we're like, oh, that's some cultural yeah. shit. But like, yeah. this like, the culture you from anyway. I remember literally being in college. And telling some of my other friends who went to HBCUs that, yo, we have at Michigan State almost the same amount of black students as your entire college does. And they all in Brody. <laughs> like, or Hubbard. <laughs> like, it's two and places. And I was like, they're, they're very, like, segmented into these two corners of the campus. So it's very easy to be communal among black people. Well, nigga, I, I, I spent so many weekends at MSU. Come on. I yeah. personally was around way more black people than white people. Yeah. I'm like, do white people go here? Yeah. And like, I remember telling the, the Breslin homies, Center was full of niggas. I remember telling the homies, yo, the experience in the community of black folks that I'm around at MSU makes me feel not like I'm at an HBCU. I understand culturally what the differences are between my predominantly white institution in an HBCU. Or do you understand the difference between a school that's down south and a school that's up north? Not even that. It because ain't even that. It ain't even that. Because the very first school that I got into was University of Alabama. And I tell you from that visit, that was not the same black experience mm. that I would have had at Michigan State. And we was deep in the south. We in my home state. Like, yeah. this is where I'm from. Um, but at Michigan State, I was able to comfortably say, like, yo, I'm around enough black people that I don't feel outcast. I don't feel like I'm in the wrong institution. I don't feel 
unrelatable to my classmates. Like I still get a very global experience with all the other students who are in class with me. But when I'm going back to my dorm and hood ass Hubbard, I feel at home. Like if I'm around white students all day, because depending on your so major, me, you may or may not be around a bunch of black people. So let me ask you a question. Yeah. If you black, of mm -hmm. course, and you grew up in the inner city, the yep. whole nine yards around black people, yep. and then you go to a historically black college, and then you get onto the real world, are you ready? I'm going to say if you took advantage, because one thing I, I've known, the people who I know who went to HBCUs, one thing I've known them to do is to take advantage of how much some HBCUs well, let me rephrase. push when you said, out into the real world, like for like internships and that sort of exposure during your four or five, six year college experience. A lot of people who don't do all that, they just stay, I'm in the black school, black people, when I go, when like summertime, I go home in the summer, come back, I don't take advantage of like the shit that's around me. I don't take advantage of my alumni network. You may not be prepared for going out into the real world and realizing that it's not all black. You may not. You may not. It's a possibility depending on mm -hmm. where you come from. Me, going into college, because of sports, specifically martial arts, that took me all over the country. Training as many years as I trained, I was able to meet motherfuckers who were literally from different cultures, not just white, black. Like, we was talking... Having to get ingrained in Korean culture, Thai culture, like it was Vietnamese. Like people I was meeting on a weekly basis were not from Eight Mile of Myers. So it was good to get that exposure. But if you haven't had that going into a black college coming from a black, predominantly like city based urban background, you might get out into the real world after college and be shell-shocked. Man, I just want everybody to stop the cap. Because mm. name me 10 HBCUs. Because <laughs> everybody say the HBCUs, the HBCUs, the HBCUs. Uh, Give me a couple. Like, are, I, I, am I under the impression that black kids were not able to go to HBCUs before Dion started coaching there? Or were they always able to go there? Always. All right. It so, was creative for us. Were, were black kids be able to go to HBCUs after Deion Sanders leave? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, were you as a adult person, not in college anymore, watching HBCU games before Deion got there? Mm. Will, did you mm. watch any of the games when he was there? Mm. What channel were they on? Mm. Are you going to watch and support Jackson State after Dion is gone? Mm. Because if you're not, shut the fuck up. <laughs> you didn't watch before. You didn't watch during. And you're not going to watch after. Why are you online complaining about a school that you probably didn't even know exist? I mean, I can't say that for like yeah, a blanket for every single person. Yeah. But like, what are we doing here? My thing is, and this is what I always say about any issue. Y'all niggas ain't as mad as y'all making it seem. That's what gets me, like, frustrated. You can have an opinion. You could say, oh, man, I wish he would have stayed at Jackson State because I see how much he's done for them over the last three years. I get that. Yeah. I, I get that. Jackson State, shit. Uh, it wasn't just last season. Them niggas ain't had no water. Dion was supplying water. They were taking baths out of Gatorade buckets. Like, the Gatorade bucket on the side. So you, you could not practice if it rained. Come on, bro. 
They Mike. got a new f- training facility. They got they, like so much has happened yeah. in these two and a half to three years that he was there, and, and he was so also spending money. two, three hundred, four hundred thousand out of pocket. I think they said he spent he upwards his, of half a mil. He gave his whole first check year salary. Year yeah, yeah. Like, and he was making three hundred k a year. This is another thing that I don't know that folks consider. He was making three hundred k a year. His assistant coaches, who he's taking to Colorado with him, by the way. I know. An assistant coach that used to be a, a former Minnesota Vikings head coach is on his staff. Yeah. Oh, he was pulling from his network. But his assistant coaches were not making nowhere near the 300K a year he was making. Now he's about to make five mil a year with bonuses that could take him to seven mil a year. His coaches are about to see a real increase. Not that they need it. I don't know. I don't I, know what niggas' pockets is. No, for for, for a year ago he said when my contract is up mm-hmm. and another offer comes in, I'll be crazy not to to entertain it. But yeah. not for me and not for the schools. Like, yeah. my coaching staff is severely underpaid. They deserve to get this money. Like, I'm straight. Yeah. I'm rich. I'm going to be good. And but check the- this out. This is what Colorado president, the president of the university, said this shit on Saturday. He confirmed, we don't have the money yet. We got to go into our fucking boosters and our alumni network, and we got to get this money because our football program sucks. Them niggas was 1-11 this past year, 1-10. Um, but we going to get this money because we're an FCFS football program, Division One, and we can get this money. We have Pac-12 team. In the SWAC, that's not – unfortunately, you know what's fucked up? And I, this is not a knock on anybody who's gone to an HBCU. I, I love all my HBCU friends. This ain't a knock on their alum. But there are, in my personal network, some extremely successful HBCU alums. Like, they doing their motherfucking thing. A few of them niggas is like real-life millionaires. They doing it. I don't know that they're giving the money back to the schools I know, I know niggas, when we talk Howard, Morehouse, Clark, like Spellman, the big ones, the big four. But like when we get into the Jackson States and the Southerns and the Grand Lakes. so wild to me? Not just HBCUs, yeah. but like schools in general. Yeah. Why is that my responsibility? It ain't that it's your responsibility. Like even but at, that's where the money come from. Penn State, Michigan, yeah, like yeah. all the donors. Like, yeah. you know these schools... The they, people who run the schools, they they, they not get, short on cash. Oh, no, no. The president of these schools is not hurting. That nigga water was running. But. Like the idea that. I hate that idea. But it's, I mean, don't get me started into like some of the idea. The idea of credit is like wild to me. Like, like we net niggas in the 70s just come and create like. Social security numbers didn't even exist today. Come on. Like, like niggas came in and was like, yo, let's make you qualify for this home. What? <laughs> like yo, before that it was two it was check stubs. Fam. The reason grandma you grandma got well great grandma had a house is because granddaddy had two check stubs. Fam, <laughs> I showed two check stubs and got the house I wanted. The house I could afford with the check stubs I showed. It was that simple. I'm sure being black made it a little more difficult, but it was that simple, dog. And then niggas created all this other shit. But we gonna get past that. The real Institutional fuck up with these colleges. I just want to say this. What's up? To be official, 1989 is when credit scores started. Happening. Yes, my nigga. 
I was seven years old. Bro, I literally, you remember the post I now, put up on fucking Facebook? Now I know why my parents got a crib when I was born. Like, when I said y'all granddaddy ain't had no cheese, I meant that. Y'all granddaddies didn't have no cheese. And guess what? They didn't have to pretend they had no cheese. They could still get a house and acres and all that shit. My granddad like, was a real man. Like, nigga had a fam, job for two weeks. Your granddad <laughs> needed two pay stubs <laughs> and a fucking license. <laughs> and y'all got the house, nigga, My, approved. Yeah. You know, I be thinking, I like, so, uh, this off, off subject, but on subject, but off subject. I be thinking, like, you know, black folks be moaning and crying about how bad mm-hmm. it is right now and shit. But you wouldn't change your black experience in 2022 for any year prior to 2022. Any time that you can go back in history, uh, right now is better. Fam, so let's just say living literally in the best of times. Let's say if it was twenty thousand, it was twenty eighteen right now, right? You wouldn't want to go back to twenty fifty. Like no, <laughs> you will never go back. No. But just thought about this when I read that again. Okay, I would go back to nineteen eighty two, or <laughs> like I want to live in a time where it wasn't no credit score. Like <laughs> like dog check stubs. Oh. You know how many people on the show these same two check stubs too? <laughs> like nigga, imagine just being able to fucking walk out and say, "Yo, I like that house. Let me go down there and get a loan." What's so crazy? And then you got it. If I can go back then with the with the knowledge I know now, because yeah. I will fake a check stub. I mean, the, come on, the come technology. On. Come on, it's way better. <laughs> yo, I don't know cards I was drafting up. I, I don't even know if they know. Like yo, when I kept getting the D in science, and <laughs> next thing you know, you created an A out that motherfucker. That's A. Like anywho, I'm sorry, but no, no, no. I I think. Institutionally, right, we've created a lot of shit that I don't understand why we paid why for we created it, but more importantly, like why we implemented it. Like when niggas like heard the idea, why they ran with it. Fast forward to the way that these colleges make money, right? Most, if not all, of these large programs are running off of a motherfucking of two things. They sports, like whatever their big sport is, basketball, football, and or both. And they're fucking alumni donors. The fucking donor network is keeping your whole school afloat. Niggas is raking in hundreds of millions and billions of dollars. And I just hate that some of the smaller HBCUs aren't able to capitalize from their alumni networks the way that the big four are. Because Howard, Morehouse, Spellman, Clark will never, ever face some of these issues. But they're also still... A part of the HBCU sports network, which it will never be what people are thinking it's going to be. And that's if it does become that. Let me not say never. I'm not a never say never guy. If HBCU you know sports I, you know, you know become why? like division one level. You know, why I can say never. Why you say never. It is not specifically because HBCU. OK. What where do you watch TV? at? Mm. A lot of people don't have yeah. my cable. Like, let's go yeah. to Channel 4. Yeah. It's let me go to this app. Or yeah. let me get the sports package yeah. that's attached to my cable provider. And now that I have this sports package, I get all the college. Yeah. Like, there isn't a universal. It's not on NBC. Yeah. Or CBS or whatnot. And I don't think anybody outside the pack, I mean, the, the Big Ten or, or some shit like that. Yeah. Like, Because now we locking these deals in. 
and so the so, TV deals is is like the the third offshoot of the money that comes in, right? Like Notre Dame and NBC are locked in for the next two hundred billion years, yeah. nigga. And guess what? Notre Dame is getting a lot of money from NBC. And NBC is getting a lot of money, and it's just it's a nice little web they created, right? Now I'm not going. That doesn't mean that these games won't be televised, yeah, but yeah. it's not about to be to secure a TV deal though, like a real life. We locked in for the next ten years, which Dion did for for which Portland, he, by the yeah. way, for ten years. Yeah, no, he's not going to be there for ten years. He locked the TV, locked deal, the TV in deal in though. while I was there. They'll be on a channel when they play football. That's a big deal because money comes from that. Advertising dollars come from that. Like, this is what builds a program. But to my point, HBCUs right now across the board are, um, I think it's FCS. So essentially Division II. They're not FCFS. They're FCS. Division II football. For them to step up to the Division I level, it'll take not only a bunch of Deion Sanders's, to come in and coach, but a bunch of what a love for Eddie George. You know what I'm saying? He's he's a current HBCU head coach right now. Mm, mm-hmm. One of the greatest running backs ever. Like why ain't collegiate and pro? Where do, y'all don't want to support him? Uh, he a black man. Uh, Took in a pay cut to do the same thing. Shit. Uh, the coach for um the Browns. No 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 no. I want to say the coach for. I want to say that was Southern. Who who was the coach, or what school was that that Dion almost got into it with the coach? They got into their little. Yeah, yeah. I, can't I think, think that was Southern. But that is, correct me if I'm wrong, audience. But I believe that was Eddie Robinson's son. Eddie Robinson, the mm. late great Grambling coach, who is the most successful HBCU football coach in history. Who was really the only HBCU coach putting out NFL talent. For a very long time, right. um, consistently. His son is the coach that Dion got into it with. Um, that might have been Alabama State. I can't remember. But either way, it's going to take a lot of not only strong head coaches, strong assistants, but strong talent. Dion was able to bring in talent. He brought the number one pick to Jackson State. That ain't just, yo, I'm Dion, I'm a good coach, and I turn this program around. Nigga, you got to be able to – you going up against – the Nick Sabans, the Jim Harbaugh's, the all these big time coaches who are coming into these same athletes' living rooms and saying, "This is what my program can you do." You would for think you. that black black college and black football starting in twenty twenty. Come on, man. Because y'all talking to Dion. For like- years, these people have been getting offers from back. nigga. Two of my cousins right now got offers from HBCUs. Guess who they waiting on? Texas, Tennessee. When I get that offer, then I'm leaving. Commit right there. They not waiting on and I'm not saying that it can't be done. Dion just showed it can't be done. I mean, but the facilities ain't the same. When the I fa- get it like when you got injured, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Benji. We'll hope you get better. And here's the thing, dog. It's absolutely possible for HBCUs to continue forward on the train that Dion just started, right? Over the last three years. But I don't like that everybody put the responsibility on him. Singularly, he was supposed to save HBCU Ooh, football, bro. No, you're not about to get a budget of a USC or Alabama. Th- that shit been building for a long time. They didn't even have that budget fam, 10 years ago. Fam. Whatever the budget is, right, 10 years ago, 
it's probably still more than uh, HBCUs, but <laughs> whatever, thousand percent, <laughs> whatever their budget was, like it takes a long time. Now. I just want niggas to be realistic. Here's another thing that I don't think people thought about: Colorado won one game this season. Dion taking on, he just went undefeated at Jackson State. Him taking over this Division One football program that fucking sucks. They're at the bottom of the Pac-12, literally the worst team in the whole division. This is another challenge for him. This ain't just about the $5 million. This ain't just about my coaches getting some more money. Yo, what I did over here, he lost five games in three years at Jackson State. Just went undefeated. They go into another bowl game. That's two bowl games in two years. Last year they got blew out. But that's two bowl games in two years. They played South Carolina, a Division One school. They wasn't ready yet. Cool. Two bowl games in two years. He's coaching them in this bowl game. Let's see how they do. Hopefully they show up this year. But, nigga, I'm about to take over a school that fucking sucks. Fuck all that. Niggas was like, oh, the, the black population at the University of Colorado is only 2.6%. Nigga, yeah, don't look at their football team, though. Like Deion said, like 70% of all football teams black. Nigga. Yeah, fuck, what state? Well, bing. Care. Bing. Other than Notre Dame. Bing. And guess what? I'm bringing two more black kids over here with me. My sons is coming, nigga. And we about to go over here and we finna play. And hopefully I can turn around this shitty ass program so I can continue. Niggas was talking about, oh, I would have understood if he went to his alma mater, Florida State. Nigga, you think Deion ready to coach at Florida? I am building my cachet, nigga. I was never a coach before Jackson State. I just proved that my way works at this school. Now I'm about to try it on the Division One level. Maybe after Colorado, I go to Florida State. I'm a, I'm a, this this sums it up perfectly. My nigga Chuck said this a while ago. Sometimes to feel like you fighting up against something. It feel good to feel like you are the side of good fighting and waging a war against something that's evil. But in order to do that, you and your mind think that you must consistently be on the side that's losing. That's why y'all internalize and y'all fetishize this oppression. This is why so many of you black folk can't get out that victim mentality, that victim complex, because it almost seems counterintuitive, but in a way, your victimhood is your power. Mm. Like, we think... That if I'm not the bottom of the barrel fighting the giant machine, then it's not it's not progress. Like you don't always have to be the under the super duper duper underdog. We so used to this this feeling that Mm. whenever you ain't at the bottom of the bottom. Nah, nigga, he should have just stayed here. If I was him, I would have. Nigga, you took a $2 raise. Come on. And left your whole family and moved to another state. And again, I need niggas to hear me when I say this. I'm not mad at someone saying, yo, I would have really loved to see he would have stayed there because and it's like what he started. I would have loved to see this because I wonder he did a whole bunch. I wonder how much years. could he did, right? Yeah. Just on some curiosity hey. shit. But the idea that y'all out here calling him he a hypocrite. Yeah, well, he, he shouldn't have been saying he was doing this for the blacks. You think only is only black people at Jackson State? Come on, man. Like it's white people on the football team. I thought he was rooting for everybody black. We ain't never really doing that. Issa was the only one doing that. We not doing that. We the most critical of everybody black. How many back head coaches that are power five school? Not many. And ain't none of them ever won a national college football championship. Which means, or a national championship prior to the football playoffs. So that means, yo, going up to Division One. guess what? Deion got a chance to do something nobody's ever done. So look at the challenges, right? I could potentially, in the next three to five years, turn around a school that just won one game. 
a school that's at the bottom of his conference. I could potentially do that. Potentially, I could leave from this school and do like most other head coaches across college football. You know what's going to go to an even better school. You know what was going to happen next year? What's that? Like he say, college coaches either get elevated or they get terminated. Facts. There's no in between, right? Facts. I came here. Uh, I think we lost three games or lost four games in my first, first year. Yep. Last season, we lost one game, one at all. Yep. This season, undefeated. Yep. One at all. If next year I lost two games, I don't know, man. That Deion shit kind of wearing off. Yep. It's only downhill to go. And I don't got no forever contract. My contract was up. And the school that I was with did not offer me a new one. Can you understand that? They did not offer me a new one. I asked for things. I couldn't get them things from the school. So I went out and I grabbed it from different business interests myself because I'm not going to sit here and complain about it. Every time I asked for something, they said no. And then I went out and did it myself. Uh, Fortunately, I had the resources, right? Because most other colleges or college coaches, pardon me, within the SWAC don't have the resources. But again, this should not be Dion's responsibility to save all of these motherfuckers. And I repeat, they did not offer him anything let me um let me point some out one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen nick saban arguably the greatest college football coach of all time right seven national championships nobody even fucking with him at all on that tip a nigga had 13 coaching jobs before he got to alabama 13 one, two, three, four. Four of those coaching jobs before he got to Alabama was as a head coach. So that means that nigga was a position coach. He was a fucking coordinator. He was an assistant. He was doing all this shit before he even got a head coaching opportunity at the University of Toledo. Left Toledo, went to the Cleveland Browns to be a fucking uh, defensive coach. Came back, coached my alma mater, Michigan State. Left there, went to LSU. Left LSU, went back to the pros to coach the Dolphins. Sucked as a fucking head coach at the Dolphins. Left there and went to Alabama, and he been at Alabama. That nigga coached before he got to Alabama from 1973 until 2007. I bring this up to say, in that fucking 35-ish year span with him as a head coach, or I'm sorry, as a position assistant and head coach before he got to Alabama, where he probably going to retire, he had to go through a lot of different fucking jumping jobs to get to where he at, right? Dion ain't never been a position coach, ain't never been an assistant. He was fortunate enough to go into Jackson State and start out as the head coach, and then he was able to bring some fucking success behind the job. Now, he's a head coach at a fucking Division One school. Because of my DNA. Because my son's Man. from this motherfucker running amok. And because, guess what, yo? I just succeeded at a school, most coaches, let's say of the Nick Saban ilk, not just white, but like just great head coaches, most of them got to work their way through all that shit because it's a million niggas in front of you. It ain't a million niggas fighting for you to coach Jackson State. So Gian went down there. He did what he said he was going to do in three years. And now, guess what? He's growing into a new opportunity, dog. I'm about to take on a new challenge. 
And it's a beautiful fucking thing. And guess what? It don't take me 13 head coaching jobs to become a motherfucking legend, dog. I just say like like Dion said it himself. He say you not privy to the conversations I have with God. Come on. He told me to come here and I understood and I did my thing. Yep. So when I talk to God and he tells me to do something different, who am I? Tell that man, you don't know the conversations he has. Like, who are you man. to dictate what somebody else should do? Because what exactly are you doing? Man, man, I just I, I think it's very short sighted to say, yo, he leaving the HBCU stranded. He leaving them. What about the kid? Y'all don't care about the kids. He didn't even see a class graduate. I ain't know. That's not a thing for him. Don't act like, and again, I say this. Because I can get, if I got fired in my third year, I didn't see a class graduate. I say this as a fucking gigantic fan of college football. Y'all know how these head coaches move in college football. Y'all are very fucking aware of how slimy and snake niggas will be you all are, in today. You are aware of how the college football players, they not trying to be there four years. Come on. Come on. I'm niggas, trying to be here two and done, one and done. Fuck out, um, so they can get to the money for they get injured, nigga. My life, football lifespan is shorter than most other fucking careers, nigga, especially in athletics. So, I brought that up to say that the opportunity he had at Jackson State, he took full advantage of. He went over and beyond. I know that he fucking talked some kids into coming to Jackson State who now have reopened their fucking eligibility. A lot of them niggas literally announced on Twitter in the last few days, yo, I'm back open, nigga, recruit me. And guess what happened, too? Dion was like, hey, I'm leaving. Don't y'all all jump in that fucking transfer portal. Come on. Y'all better talk to me first, because I tell you right now, they're not taking you. Come on. Just because you was on the roster don't mean you the man. And here's the thing. But you know what he said when he got over to Colorado? Mm. He said, go ahead, jump in the transfer portal. I'm bring, I, I'm, I got about ten of them coming with me. Come on, quarterback. Yep, he yep. coming with me. Yep. Like, and I didn't. I'm, Andy, here's the thing, dog. If you were someone who went to Jackson State to go play for Deion Sanders, and you're not interested in going to Colorado, or if you committed, say you ain't left high school yet, but you committed to Jackson State, and now that he's gone, you're reopening your fucking uh, you recruiting. Going to Jackson State because you wanted to play with Prime. Guess what? Take your ass to Colorado. If you, if you was a four and five star recruit about to go to Jackson State and you reopened your recruiting, guess what? All them schools is still right there for you to go to. They have not gone anywhere. And for the kids who was already at Jackson State, if you want to enter that transfer portal, make sure you're ready. Look at what you did at Jackson State. Thousands of kids. Before in that you jump into that po- that portal, it's thousands of kids in there. I'm saying, look at what you did. I'm saying, it's, it's thousands of many. Yeah, like oh, it's, it's, it's way too many. Thousands. But I'm saying, look at what you did in the swag and make sure before you get in that portal, you did what you were supposed to do in the swag. Because if you're trying to jump up to the motherfucking big leagues, you better be ready to go, dog. Don't just leave because he left. Because you ain't prime. Prime is prime. Look, man, congrats to Deion fucking Sanders, dog. That's all niggas should have been saying, bro. It's congratulations and thank you for what you did in the last three years at Jackson State, bro. He's got a $29.7 million contract. Come on, man. Congratulate that man. Come on, man. Come on. From a college that just admitted we don't even got the money yet, but we're going to get it. I can barely pay this man 300000 over here. Come on, man. Come on, man. And, and we ain't think- never paid a coach that much money either. Clearly, from how much that nigga was putting out, damn near half a million dollars out of pocket at Jackson State, 
He didn't necessarily need all this money. I don't know what that man. Needs. I don't know what he need. I don't know what he got. I don't know if he if if he if he is uh, extending himself financially just to take care. I have no idea. Or maybe guess the fuck what? Maybe I just want twenty nine motherfucking million dollars. Just because I'm black, don't underpay me. Don't Maybe what don't, I'm worth. don't 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 expect. We say this a lot when black businesses don't Bing. expect for you to Bing. get the hookup because I'm black. Bing. You gotta still pay me Bing. what I'm worth. Oh, they was trying to get the hookup, Holly. If you heard Dion, nigga, that's what they was trying to get. Yo, Prime, you can afford it. Prime, you undefeated over here. You the best coach in the swag. But in the big leagues, you man, that goddamn oh, swack man. ain't never had that much attention. And all them fucking hating ass coaches that's in that in there oh, they didn't so like him. Gone. They so happy you gone. I came over here, wiped y'all niggas out in three years. Literally, literally, I took got whoever the big together. dog was and fucked y'all up. Got y'all together. Come y'all, on, he ain't. I told y'all he wasn't swack. Well, y'all ain't shit, nigga. How many people know what that mean? You ain't before beat me, bro. How many? How many people know what that mean? Fuck on, man. Haters be hating. So what it like, is is that like dog. I don't I don't mean this as a dick, but like, hmm, you might be the man on your block, mm-hmm. but on another block, you're not that good. Uh, uh. So in your little conference, and around the eight to ten schools that got an asterisk bomb because oh we HBCUs, yeah, stop fucking. Grating me on a fucking bell curve. Grate me with everybody. Because if I'm not that good, I'm not that good. Our shit, right? Really both iterations of it. Fresh Prince and Bel Air. Fucking Will comes out. Carlton, you the man at your school in both series. They love you because you the cool, rich black guy. You, But you one of us. So you fit, you relatable, da, da, da. You Carlton. But when Will come, and he the black guy too, and he go here with us too. But it's something different about that nigga. He doing shit a little swaggier. He got a little more pizzazz in what he doing. Now Carlton hating all of a sudden on all this attention that Will getting because, yo, I'm used to being the man. Why ain't the man no more? Fam, ain't nobody ever said you wasn't the man. Just know that it's always going to be another man. <laughs> like, it's always somebody better. My people like It's always people like me in the world. You good on your street. On my street, you not, might not be that good. I always kept that same mentality. I never changed. You got to keep on. that same mentality. So outside of the swag, my nigga, who are you? Come on, man. Come on. Because niggas ain't even. I didn't even know uh, Eddie Robinson's son was coaching until he got into a beef with Dion because he was hating and said he wasn't swag. Damn. I'm Dion, my nigga. Like I got this job off because I'm me. Because I've excelled in every single single thing I've done. Literally. Somebody tried to tell me they they, they gave Dion a favor, giving him the the head coaching job there. My nigga, y'all took it. Jackson State. Yeah. Get Because he okay. ain't he ain't had no no college. Yeah, he experience. had no pedigree. What about the kids in high school he left to go coach folks college? Did huh. were, were y'all be like, yo, he didn't see them graduate? But I just told niggas that Nick Saban coached for like 40 years, almost, before he got to Alabama. Y'all wanted Dion to take the next 30 to 40 years to build up his cachet. You know what's so wild is, uh, I'm glad we talk about this, because it kind of fits right into this drop squad, drop squad. shit. For, literally. And I tell you what, dog, I don't remember the last time I watched this movie. Prior to, yeah, yeah, same. But I probably ain't watched it since 94. 
I feel differently about this movie than I did back then. Let me um not about the movie, but like the themes. The themes. It's the themes. Hold on real quick, man, before we get into any of that, man. What's up, y'all? It's a trend going on. Everybody burning Ben Salaga. You know what I'm saying? And you know your boy. You know your boy. That's all I wear. Ben Salaga. Should I even cut the grass? Oh, here they go. Here they go. I even mow the yard in Ben Salaga. Come on. And guess what came in today? Guess what, niggas? You hear that plastic bag? <laughs> that little laugh. So what should I do? Should I burn them? What should what? I do? I love it. If I burn them, what I'm gonna wear? Come on now. So if I burn them, what I'm gonna wear? Come on. They ain't got no answer for that. So if you want me to burn all my Benzalagas, come on. Cash out me. How much? Five thousand dollars. <laughs> Until then, how they look on me? Come on, right. bitch ass niggas. Tired of y'all. Ben Salado. Tired of y'all, nigga. Until then, if you ain't got the five racks, get back. Ho ass niggas anyway. Um, yeah, yep. this this situation with Dion rolls directly. Yeah, yeah Ben Salado shit is nasty. No, fam, that's one of the greatest things I've ever seen in the internet. No, I'm talking about the... Oh, the, uh, the actual Balenciaga shit? With them kids? Disgusting. Oh, fam. Nigga. First of all. <laughs> like, besides the, 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 the regular shit is fucked. But when you start going into fam, old girl who. Fam. The, the, the little devil uh, looking one from the picture. Yeah, and then I you seen start her. going into, like, the person who shot the pictures and everything uh, like that. And, like, they catalog. It's and a what whole the, rabbit hole, dog. My nigga, this shit is disgusting. Fam. Like, real life perverts, pedophiles. Satanic Satanic Worshippers Satanic Imagery Like You niggas is wild Over at Ben Salaga We can need T.I. to come out And say we uh, Banning Ben Salagas For Come on man For a quarter Come on man At least Y'all was quick to ban Fucking Gucci And didn't ban shit Y'all was right back but, I can't ban Ben Salaga because I ain't never bought no Ben Salaga shit. And so. I hate. I've been a lifetime ban, I, apparently. It's fucked up because uh, two of my card holders is Ben Salagas, and now I'm like, damn, I either got to switch or go buy some new ones. I don't know. You got you to gotta buy some new ones. You can't, you yeah, can't, you can't I, uh, support child. Uh, child porn, Satan worship, yeah, all kind of nastiness, dog. Them niggas is disgusting over there. Um Real quick, before we get into the movie shit, man, just to touch on some other little cultural shit. Uh, Nia Long and Dog officially broke up. They done, done. Ime Udoka. Maybe I. Nah. It's fucked up, man. I mean, they got a child together, so that's pretty fucked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. They weren't married, so that always raises questions for me when people are, like, together for a very long time aren't married, have a child. I know everybody don't want to get married. I get that. But in their instance, it just raises questions because it's like... I, and the fact that I'm out here wilding out. Yeah, yeah. Like, y'all was together 13 years, He legit bro. could have a problem, though. He could. He, he might really be one of them freaks. Um, Little nasty-ass... Uh, who was the... Eric Benet. Sex addict-ass niggas, y'all. Do you believe in sex addiction? I do. I think that's a real thing. I do. I can see it. 
I can see it. Some I think a lot really, of people who say they do, y'all don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about like being for real addicted. Niggas just be saying it. I know. I, 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 I 100% know sex addiction. It's a real thing. And it's really dangerous. Yeah. And unsafe. Yeah. When it's a, like you leave the house in the middle of the night, go meet a stranger and, and have sex in a bathroom. Yeah, yeah. Like not safe shit. There was a um a movie with. Multiple times a day. Yeah, I read a. I was reading something about somebody was basically explaining their story or whatever, and it was like my fucking goodness. Yeah, and was hiding it from the wife and kids, like until they brought home something to the wife and kids. There was a movie called Addicted, came out in 2014. It was Boris Kojo, Sharon Leal, Tasha Smith, a bunch of people you know. Tyson Beckford was in it. Um, Anyway, it was about this woman who lived like a very normal regular like what you want to life her and her husband uh very well off she was like an art art dealer or some shit like that and then um she met with this one artist about an exhibit potentially and then that nigga ended up fucking her and then once she started having this affair with him she got addicted to sex and then she just started fucking like mad niggas she was fucking all over the place and shit it was similar to that tyler perry movie with journey smollett where she started fucking everybody um and got all wild and then ended up with hiv Oh, girl didn't get a, HIV in this one, but yo, that was a horrible movie. Not fam. like horrible movie as in like no, it just went left. I was like, yo, <laughs> the I wasn't circumstances a, got wild, dog. Like I remember, I remember watching it. I only watched yeah. it once. I remember it very vividly yeah. watching that movie. Cause nigga, I'm like, wait, Brandy got HIV now. Journey Smollett got it. What is going down? It was a lot, nigga, dog. But that movie addicted. That was one of the first. Like, I, clearly, I've known, you know what sexual addiction means but i think that movie did a real good job at showing like the lack of control that exists like i think to your point when people say it generally i no, think they just, just be yapping you you did you, you so you just like bragging to fuck. And shit. yeah you like, just like to fuck it's like one of those you know what i'm saying i'll be i got a yeah. but it's like no when you think addiction to sex think cigarettes alcoholism like you cannot narcotics stop. like nigga this is something you have to do like, you have to. And I, I think that, to your point, this shit is potentially dangerous as fuck. It's not. It's, um, forget potential. It is like very dangerous. You niggas can really end up on the wrong side of the tracks out here moving like that. Um, so be careful. Wrap it up. Email Udoka. Don't go crazy in these streets now that you're officially single, dog. Relax. Um, Nike is officially done with Kyrie. I think they was ready to slide in um, uh, old boy from Memphis anyway. Thought this was a... Uh, Oh, uh, Ja. Yeah. Well, yeah, they already announced over the weekend he about to get his shoe. Him yeah. and uh, Devin Booker. He's going to get yeah. Kyrie's yeah. shoe. They're going to get that nigga's Yeah, they to put shit. that nigga some Kyrie's no, and put I, the JM on there. I remember somebody saying that a couple a couple months ago, a couple weeks ago. I was like, yeah, that might be it. He was like, watch they slide over John Morant. Oh, the homie just hit us uh, real quick on the, on the Instagram. Shay, by the way, Shay, what up? She said that Intergalactic Pod was so good, she was late. Getting to it, but she mm. said it was so good. It's all good, Shay. We appreciate you. I had a couple other people hit me about that pod too, who aren't regular listeners. I know Shay always fuck with us. I will mention one thing. What's um, that? Lindsay app. Yes, and everybody was yes. posting. Um, I fuck with it. I wanted to see. I wanted to yeah, fuck with see it. what it was. Yeah. Um, I heard. I mean, the internet's gonna be the internet. Facts. 
I seen all of you broke niggas that didn't have eight dollars <laughs> making a, a, a really a, a fuss. Oh, that's how much that shit was. I thought it was five. I read somebody say it's it was a, a five ball. Bunch of different. Oh, it's tears. Yeah, you know what I'm saying you, you can get you. this, you get that, and okay. that, that, that. I'm like, I heard the. You know, I'm down for a good conspiracy. Yeah, man. all day long. I'm for sure. All day long. But I took pictures that are already on the internet and put them <laughs> on the internet. And like, now they got your face, nigga. It was on Facebook. Like, <laughs> like these pictures are not, like, these are the pictures that of me. Fam, listen. Let me tell you what I'm, the internet got is me, y'all face. Let me tell y'all something. King conspiracy nigga over here, okay? Conspiracy realist. All day long. They got your face. If they don't know that by now, they don't. Come on, man. My nigga, they got your face. Nigga, they got. You know what's I don't funny? Care, I don't care if you didn't turn the face ID on on your phone. It's there. Your so, thumbprint is bit like, it's there, my nigga. I'm one of them, right? I've never turned. I've it's, never done face ID. Got, but guess what? Got, I did thumbprint. I got clear. I got all other. I've been on Facebook since 05. <laughs> nigga, the internet got my face. It knows It knows who I am. Come on, man. It legitimately knows who like, I am. I just don't want to, you know, whatever, dog. I don't want to argue with you niggas about. And here was the thing. My whole shit with the Linsa app, I didn't do it. I'm one of the few who didn't partake. It ain't because I ain't got eight I only put up 10 pictures. I got 50 of them bitches. Hey. I can run this shit every week. Yo, <laughs> for you niggas that posted all 35 to 50 of your pics, <laughs> calm down, nigga. Like, you got to you gotta learn how to use your material. Like, y'all, I went through the first four and said, oh, this nigga tripping. I was done. I'm not, I don't want to see y'all shit. Yo, Yo, but the reason I thought about that yeah, is because one of the pictures look like intergalactic. Yeah. And like, three people say, yo, yeah. this look like intergalactic. Yeah. Um, you know what I thought was real funny? With the Linsa app, um, the people who was like, this do not look like me. Yes, the fucking yes, do. Yes, it really did. Yes, the fucking do. <laughs> no, it was some of them that was like, all right. Yeah, it might have been a stretch. A, a few didn't look like me. Yeah. I didn't post them. <laughs> Bing. <laughs> but all the other ones, like. Fam, every picture that I saw posted by everybody, it, it looked like them. It don't look like you, like the mural you'll see Nipsey. And you'd be like, that don't look like Nipsey, but you knew exactly that it was Nipsey? Yeah. <laughs> like, man, it clearly, like, like... It's Nipsey. <laughs> you knew who it was, bro. Yeah, it may not be the... Yeah. An exact spitting image. Like, fam, them your eyes, some eyebrows. Man, it's you! Be perfectly honest, it's your actual picture, and they just cartooned it. Come on, bro. Like... Like, one of my homegirls, her picture was a little lighter than she... Well, one picture, because all the other pictures were her complexion. Nigga, one of these bitches made me Chinese. But this one, <laughs> she was way lighter, right? So I was like, oh, that looked like white you. Like, it did. All that shit looked like y'all. I don't know who you niggas think you are. Oh, Asian J is funny as fuck. Yeah, I might yeah. post Asian J. This yeah. might be the... the, the <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting Asian J as the, 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 the graphic art Yo. for this pod. <laughs> Asian J is funny as fuck. And now it's the name of the pod. <laughs> and this is going to be... It does look like me, though. Yes, it looks like Asian you. Like, that's you. Yo, if, if like, your pops was Asian... <laughs> Like this, look how how long my fucking neck is, dog. Like, come on, dog. Like, why y'all doing me like this? I don't even like. No, this is like, this don't look like me. Yeah, no, nah, that ain't you. They tried to make that Asian you. Yeah, but they went too far. Like, this shit look like me. Oh, nigga, all this that's you. Look, that this, one was you. Look, all this shit looks like me. I can't even front. Yeah. They gave me an album. Uh, uh, um. Now this look like uh, Bokeem Woodbine. Oh, that's the show Bokeem Woodbine. You, that's Bokeem. You. <laughs> um, yo. Like him, this might just be me. Yeah, like this is the regular picture. Bokeem, you could also be the name of this pie. Because <laughs> what do that? I'm going to change the graphic on this pie every, every day, day for the next. 
50 days. <laughs> y'all niggas got one calendar year of different J. Johnson's. Like, they gave uh, me the, uh, the oh, album. Nigga, that's too real. But look at the beard, though. Yeah, well, nah. They hit you with the Anthony Hamilton. Yeah, they hit me yeah. with the Anthony Hamilton. Yeah, like, you got the Charlene beard, nigga. Yeah, they, uh, like, they went abstract me. Like that. Oh, I don't like red goo. <laughs> <laughs> nah, like they get it with fashion. <laughs> they went New Yorker me. It is New Yorker magazine. <laughs> nigga with the Vogue leg cross, nigga. They gave this nigga the Anna Wintour leg cross. <laughs> uh, I knocked the fucking microphone, microphone off. Oh, Yo, shit. This is crazy. That was funny as fuck. I'm wearing this fit on Christmas, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go find me a white turtleneck, nigga. Nigga. Um, how do shit like that, like... <laughs> they gave me the Jane St. Patrick me? Oh, wow. <laughs> now, they hit you with the... Uh, this legit look like James St. Patrick, dog. Who got blue hair? Damn, who got a blue fade? I just seen that's the a yarmulke. <laughs> oh, is that what that is? <laughs> oh, that's Jewish shoes? Yeah. Stop Jewish hate, nigga. I mean. Nah, don't call the ACLU on me. Don't do it on me. Saudi Arabia, Oh, me. boy. Yo, Saudi you? Yeah. Saudi you was hard. That's tough. I like that one, dog. I was like, yo, is these angel wings? <laughs> they gave me obituary. You don't want you? like, damn. I don't want to go that route. Oh, but. man. Obituary you might creep up into the title combo, too, <laughs> nigga. Asian J, Bokeem you, and obituary you, nigga. Let me write these down, dog. Um, How did that Linsa shit catch on? Like, what was the wave, bro? I don't know. I saw uh, what's dude we was uh, we was talking about on the pod last week. Funny guy. Uh, D Scott. No, Christian Pod. Christian comic. Oh, uh, Kevin. Kevin. Kevin on stage. Kevin on stage. Oh, side note. Side note. Side note. Side note. My cousin did point this out, what's and up? I was like, "Damn." We was talking about last year, uh-huh. and how every year we got like a new person that that slide in and and be like a member of. You cannot. We cannot, cannot forget AJ from across the pond. AJ from across the pond is up here, dog. I, what, AJ, you all right? Yeah, AJ, uh, it's been some weeks. We, you know I, know, I know you might not be watching the shows that we order shit. We but talking about, is, but AJ, hit us up with a voice note or something, my nigga. You like, we here, sure. bro. You know what? Have we heard from him since we told him curve? We, we told that. <laughs> that. <laughs> you know who we did hear from, though? The other AJ. Come on now. Come on now. <laughs> we ain't hear from AJ, but we heard from Alex. Yo, yo! I'm just saying, nigga. And after that, after we called them out on being the same person, it's been mum's the word. Come on, man, mum, mum, mm. come on. Where's my mum? <laughs> come on, man. Yo, Alex, man, if you out there, hit us up, man. We need to make sure you're alright, man. Yo, AJ, man, I just want to know you straight, bro. That's it, man. All, all the other shit, you know, that's cool. I just you know, we announced. Like, I think uh, the UK was, like, our second biggest market and shit, yeah, that's nigga. A fact. That's a fact. Like, AJ, this started with you, bro. Like, you got stock in the pod, bro. Hit us up. Let us know you straight, man. Like, for real, for real. Um, Damn, there was something else that I wanted to, to get to. Oh, if you in Georgia, real quick. And it's actually already too late, but I just want to put it out there anyway. I hope all you niggas voted in this runoff. Because if y'all let Herschel Walker creep into that motherfucking seat, <laughs> I'm smacking everybody I know in Georgia, dog. Y'all bet not let that idiot get in that seat, bro. Niggas is not voting twice. <sighs> I hope. Oh, my gosh. But we rooting for everybody black. Come on. So, somebody black winning. No, fuck that. <laughs> Herschel Walker ain't been black in a long time, nigga. <laughs> Since that Yo, nigga you was running Black Bear Letter? We got Black Bear Letter? We got Let's Black Bear Letter. Let's All run right. through one. Let's run through one. 
Whew. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I flirted for a year. <laughs> Yo, your fault. Married coworker agreed to spend the weekend with me. He came by with this five-month-old. He slipped out to get condoms. He didn't come back until Sunday night to pick up his baby. I saw on Facebook that he was with his wifey while I babysat for free. Do I tell her? Hold she on, are- hold on. <laughs> Run that back one more time, dog. All right. Because hold on. <laughs> I want to make sure I heard anything clear. I flirted for a year. Okay. Semicolon. Married co-worker agreed to spend a weekend with me. Okay. He came by with his five-month-old. Okay. He slipped out to get condoms. Okay. He didn't come back until Sunday night to pick up his baby. (laughs) 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 I had to have you read it again because I'm like, no, I I know I missed a sentence. I saw on Facebook that he was with wifey while I babysat for capital letters (laughs) for free. Yeah. Yeah. Do I tell her? She already oh. know. <laughs> like, yo, this bitch keep hitting me up. You want to, you want to, we're trying to get out this weekend? <laughs> She's 100% aware that you were the babysitter. Because I guarantee he said, hey, I got a babysitter for the weekend. <laughs> and showed you, like, he showed wifey your Insta, your number. We like, work together. Like, yeah, no, she got kids too. It's crazy. Probably ain't even got no kids, dog. Yo, fam. It's no way in hell I'm believing that. <laughs> I cannot believe that. But it's so wild, it almost got to be true. How long before you call the police <laughs> if somebody dropped the baby off Damn. and didn't come okay. back immediately? Okay. okay. All right. Let's 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 reverse the scenario for men, right? Yeah. You got a married coworker say they want to come fuck with you. You single, so you like fucking. I'm with it. Nigga, pull up. And they pull up and they bring their kid. That's red flag number one. Off top. If a chick brought her kid to the fuck fest ask somebody on a date or you, you want you like yo what you doing Sunday, let's go yeah. to this, and, and then y'all you, and then the kid was there too yeah like i could see if like i had a kid and then she had I don't a kid. Have no kids we don't have kids <laughs> but if i had a kid and she had a kid and she thought but like let's go ever play date you, no because i don't have kids <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's happened to me before no a, a girl has 100 never come to a date with her kid I don't necessarily know, yeah. like, cause it wasn't was it, very, it wasn't very specific. Uh, Let's go to a movie or some shit, but like, yeah. why or, is your child here? Or like, hey, you want to grab something to eat? Blah blah blah. Yeah. And then like, did you punt her baby? <laughs> you should have punted it. <laughs> you should have punted it. It wasn't like a baby though. Yeah, it was. A, oh, it was a it, small it child. Was an adult kid. Yeah. Okay. No, you got you an adult kid. You got punted an adult kid. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's like, hmm. Like I, I hate adult kids. Like, hey, I guess I wasn't specific. You yeah, know what I mean? but yeah. like, why'd you do this though? Because <laughs> here's the thing, right? Even if I don't lay out that this is a date, right? Don't bring your kid. Matter of fact, don't bring nobody extra. <laughs> why you, yo, now something that has happened to me back when I was single, um, when you go on a date and then the girl brought her friend, don't do that. I don't want you to do that either. Don't do that. Cause guess what, your friend finna pull her own wallet out. And they like broke, baby. But it ain't like, yo, this is like I already know you. Like this is eh, not like a yo eh. first like one. You shouldn't yeah, bring you your baby with a stranger. Because that'd be wow. Because that'd be wow. Yo, my man left his baby with a strange, a strange. coworker. <laughs> Fam, so how many days? How many? How long will it take for you to call the cops when they the don't? The fact go- that she babysat the baby the whole weekend is probably my favorite part. <laughs> Cause she should I would so how long do I wait before I call the cops? 
14 it, minutes for me. Because he was running to the store to get some rubbers. Yeah. And the whole plan is to spend a weekend with somebody and cheat. Excuse me. I'm married. Yeah. We cheating for a whole weekend. Yeah. I don't bring a condom. I didn't have the rubbers with me. I didn't plan this out. For the weekend cheat. So he was, again, that's two red flags. He didn't come with the rubbers and he came with a baby. But she was okay. Like, all right, maybe, maybe we just got to take care of the baby. Which is extremely weird. Because <laughs> It's extremely weird. But also. What I'm supposed to do when it's the baby there. Because look, cause look, think about this. You heard, right? Dog comes in, married, <laughs> with his baby. What do your wife, like immediately you got to know you and him aren't spending the weekend together. Then where does your wife think you at? Where do your wife think her child is? That she's not going to see for a weekend. For the whole weekend. You know a FaceTime coming, my Fan. dude. Come on, it's a bro. It's five-month-old. Come on, bro. Need formula. <laughs> Did he come with bottles? Like, I, what you... Like, this story's capped. Don't pull it up with the breast milk. This story capped. It gotta be. Because at five months, what you feed? Nothing in this story makes any real sense. I would want... But it's also so wild that I want to believe it a little bit. <laughs> you and, know it's from when... you know uh, why I think the story true now? It's from that, that Twitter page where they be like, question one. Question SB something yeah. cat or some shit. Let me tell you why I think this story true now. Now I'm with it. This story is officially no cap. You want to know why? Six brown chicks. <laughs> this is why this story is no cap. Well, six brown chicks, they lying. Okay. No, I ain't never seen This is why this is the truth. A group of women who get together and not lying. <laughs> also a fact. <laughs> That's the truth. Or exaggerating. Okay. <laughs> but this is why this story is no cap. It's cap free. Because niggas are dumb. <laughs> and I can 100% see a nigga bringing his baby to the side crib. But they went, he was out on Facebook with his wife. <laughs> Look, niggas are dumb. Like where, So when you, when you and your wife is out five months after y'all had a baby, where does the wife think? Check this out. The wife knows where the baby is. Check this at. out. I'm a nigga, right? I got my baby. And then aside from work, who I've been wanting to get at, she hit me up and say, yeah, we can spend a weekend together. I know you was telling me at work you wanted to do it. You know what? I'm down. And that nigga say, shit, I just told wife, y'all take the damn baby out. You know what? Fuck it. Let me go over to the side of this house real quick, nigga. Just get the vibe. She she look like she like babies. And you go over there. Hold up. You get there and you got your baby and the side chick say, Oh, you brought your baby, and you got to test to see if she with it first, because she might be like, "Nigga, you brought your baby over here, get the fuck out." But when you go in and she with it, you like, "Oh shit, I got this bitch. I'ma still get this bitch wussy." And then wifey text and say, "Hey babe, what time you coming home?" And then you say, "Oh shit, nigga, I gotta go home." So then you tell the side you're going to get some rubbers, but then you really going home. But on your way home. You remember that you forgot your baby at the side house. <laughs> Listen, no, this is breaking down. This is breaking down. Okay? I'm going to tell you what happened. Though. And because I'm going to tell my wife everything. Yep. Yo, girl at, oh, girl at work on my dick. Okay. Like really, really heavy. And um, and we finessed this situation for a year. She said I flirted for a year. Me and my wife had this idea for a while. Okay. I got We got one coach. Um, I'm gonna tell her we coming over. I'm telling her I'm come over. I'm gonna drop the baby off. I know this girl. She yeah. We've been working together for a long time. I know. Yeah. I know what time she is. We gonna go to Eddie V's. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I'm gonna Facetime her and tell her <laughs> I got arrested. I need her to send money cash now. I don't know, man. But niggas shit. are dumb enough that I could believe a nigga try to pull this. But women lie enough for that this I to be believe, a yeah. super duper exaggeration. Not just that. Women hate men enough. That's to make fact. this up, it will make to try to make shit. us look this ridiculous, That's a, dog. a nigga would never. 
<laughs> but a bad father might. <laughs> All right, man. Let's get some of these voice notes so we can talk about Drop Squad, man. Um, we got one from my man D. Scott in the building. D. Scott coming through, uh, trying to get this rookie of the year, man. AJ from across the pond, though. We ain't mean to forget about you. You know who else we can't forget about? I mean, she ain't no rookie. We know they've been around. She started sending them voice notes in this year, and they was all powerful. Dawn. The homie Dawn out yeah, in L.A., man. For sure, for sure. Dawn out in L.A., that one voice note she sent killed the whole pod. We ain't had shit to say after that. I was we like, didn't, We didn't even play voice notes that long, but yeah. this shit was on fire. It's yeah, no, nah, she went through all my notes. I was like, all right, <laughs> Dawn, nigga, fuck. I'm over here crossing. I'm strike through in and shit. Mail you a mic in the mail. Here's the thing. Donna them been listening to us for a minute, so she know what we going to say. Mm. So she could predict mm. what we was on. Because mm. wasn't that like a snowfall ep or something? And it was like, all right. It was like the finale of Snowfall, dog. Or oh, man, I miss snowfall. one of the powers. It was one of them. It was a finale. And she came through just checklisting off my damn notes. Watch it be not power or something. <laughs> 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 it was Issa. <laughs> It was, it was insecure. Yep, yep, it was insecure. Yep. All right, man. Let's see what man D Scott <laughs> had power, to say. Not, not snowfall. fucking snowfall. Um, I'm in snowfall too. Oh, uh, just announced. Even though we already knew it was coming back in January, but officially, uh, BMF January 6th is back. Um, sooner than that, we got the best man joint December 22nd is starting on Peacock. I just want to say for the record, against my better judgment, was that I did start watching. The BMF documentary. documentary. It has changed my mind. Okay. Um, the leader of that, one of the leaders of that organization is a fucking psychopath. Okay. Like, what is he? <laughs> well, like, what are you doing, my G? Like, it's why? Because we talked about it a little last yeah. week. So I know who you're talking about. Why did you do this? Yeah. There was no reason for you to do this. Yeah. Like, wow. Yeah. And I wonder, I wonder how it's going to be watching like the, 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 the TV show. Are we going to hate this character? <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's funny. After you told me how you felt about one of the leaders of BMF last week, um, based on the doc, I tried to watch the doc. I watched the first two episodes. I can't watch it. I'm just, I'm, either give me the show or give me the doc. The first two I, was, it was yeah. really nothing. Yeah. Now, it like, just, it didn't get really, they didn't really start showing stuff. Yeah. Until like, you know. Three, four, five, and but I was like, "Yo, this nigga was really wilding." Yeah, yeah. like this probably could have been still going on today. If yeah, um, if that nigga wasn't wilding the way he was wilding, like because he was wilding hard. Uh, but that said, January sixth, the show will be back on Stars. Um, December twenty second, the Best Man series will be on Peacock. Um, your Honor coming back. Your Honor was that like Mayor of Kingstown coming back? Oh, both January of them got 15th. dates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Mayor Kingstown, January 15th. Your Honor, was Your Honor in like February or December? I feel like, hold on. Let me go. No, I'm pulling this up. Because we got to know facts, nigga. Your Start them Honor. subscriptions back up. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, go get Showtime the fuck now. All right, Your Honor official. They will be. Ah, oh, nigga, this is not the official page. Y'all niggas is full of shit. Um, all right. Didn't they post it? Here we go. January 13th. Oh, my God. January 6th, BMF. 13th, Your Honor. 15th, Mary Kingstown. Now, listen. I know. I know. I know. We've been fucking around with this shit for a minute. Yeah. The white excellence is really going 
on the behind the paywall. <laughs> yeah, nah, y'all, y'all can't. Y'all get this BMF. Facts. But for us to be able to come in and do your honor and mayor of Kingstown, one, we gonna have to pot on def- different days. Yeah. Two. Y'all gotta pay for what we gotta say about them too, dog. <laughs> now. But once, we love y'all. Once that season is over and everything like that, yeah. and time has passed, we I'm, might release that. We gonna drop that because yeah. we not talking about no current events. It's literally just gonna yeah. be yeah. that show. Or I don't. Yeah. I really can't promise that because I might have to get some shit off. I mean, but uh, it's really going behind there. But it's gonna be behind that paywall while it's live and active. So if you want them weeks to weeks on Mayor of Kingstown and Your Honor, gonna have to you know that's gonna be for the fuck with us crowd. This week in culture, charging for white content. <laughs> it's one of the greatest things. Oh, we are Deion shit? Yeah. Yo, this, this my Jackson State? Okay. Okay. Now play my theme music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shit, nigga. Hey, look. Uh, look, I want to say play my theme music. So be like. I was really expecting this shit to drop already. <laughs> Here we go. There we go. Play that thing. White, white. <laughs> Come on, niggas. Oh, shit. Man, fuck it. Oh, what's up, y'all? It's a trend going on. Everybody burning Ben Salaga. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yo, this might be the this might be the the album artwork. <laughs> ben Salaga. It's either gonna be a pair of Ben Salagas or it's gonna be Asian J. Yo, I just think the Asian J photo would be funny. Asian J is fucking. The title Asian J has to yeah. All right, man. Let's see what my nigga D Scott talking about, man. Culture Pod, what up, though? It's your boy, the original Bone Crusher. AOJ, drop one of them clues bombs for me. How y'all doing this week? I got a couple things I want to talk about real quick. You and Dame uh, touched on this on the Shop Talk this past episode. Why do we care that the Good Morning America hosts are sleeping with each other? It's not really anybody's business, but I understand it got put out there. Let me get your thoughts on that. But tell me why they out here running around looking like ghosts in Angela. And, uh, Ann, I'm going to need you to uh, break out that ghost impersonation one time. Uh, another thing I want to talk about is what, yay, Kanye. It seems like every week he's trying to outdo himself to see how many people he can get to hate him. Like, he went on the uh, Alex Jones uh, TV show podcast and was saying some crazy things. And you know it's bad when Alex Jones is telling Ye, like, hey, man, I think you're going to look too far, you know. So that's how bad it's getting, you know. But I'm not going to make an excuse as mental health and all that. You know, he can get the help if he wanted to. Last one, we got thoughts on that. Uh, shout out to uh, Rob Silva, AJ from Cross the Pond, Will from Dayton, all the other uh, This Week in Culture Faithfuls. Till next time. Oh, yeah, go go Lions. Peace. My dog, D Scott, we appreciate you, bro. Um, I'm not talking Kanye, dog. <laughs> I just can't do it no more. <laughs> but I will say, We've given- that's a funny take. Because he 100% he, he Last night he said forget it nah, <laughs> It's not funny I'm sorry I'm, nah, I'm already nah, laughing nah. That Chris Paul shit I cried <laughs> at that tweet Did you see the picture? No they showed the picture. No <laughs> <laughs> He showed a picture of just... Dog Oh shit let me see if I can find this picture Oh man Oh man 
Oh, hold up. Is this the one? You talking about this one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> now he been plotting. Yeah, that's horrible. Dog. Yo, this nigga said, um, he told him to forgive Hitler immediately. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> he said, oh, man. All right, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going there. You know Dog, what I'm saying? I don't want to <laughs> do the whole Chris Paul thing or Kanye they thing. They finally suspended uh, TJ. His Twitter. No, I'm talking about, I'm not, fuck that oh. shit. Uh, the Good Morning America, they, they, they suspended him. Well, they took him off air. Right oh, now. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Which they, is whack as fuck. But it's also Christmas time. It's probably going on Christmas break anyway. Yeah. Send them off a week. And then uh, when they come back after the new year. Hold on. This is the only shit I want to say from Kanye. Because this is what made me fucking cry. I cried laughing at this. <laughs> that nigga tweeted. Let's break one last window before we get out of here. <laughs> I caught this guy with Kim. Good night. <laughs> yeah. Yo, my nigga is out of his fucking mind, dog. That was about as funny and random as Lanisha Hall says the oh, baby's shit, father. My bad, my bad, my bad. My when bad. Mike Tyson said he called Brad Pitt and rather <laughs> give his house. So and Brad funny? Pitt, like, I feel like he kind of confirmed that story. So Brad Pitt, it's one hundred percent true. He used to be a waiter. Yeah, Robin Givens and Naomi Campbell. Used to come to the spot that he was a waiter at, and they was both like slutting that nigga out for bread, <laughs> nigga. Like he was surviving off them. Dog. So he got me too. Literally, he slept his way to the top. Literally, I'll be honest. I'm trying to sleep my way to the top. I just don't have enough attractive leadership. <laughs> you feel me? Yo, I had one cold ball though when I worked somewhere. I, yeah. I've never had like a, a cold. Yeah, I was like, damn, she don't. She did it. No, she wouldn't. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, God damn. Uh, what I gotta wear? Put a new cologne on and shit? Like, give me some pussy, boss. <laughs> like, fuck. Oh, man. Um, the Good that's, Morning America shit is. That's, like, that's a 80%. That's a 60% joke. At. And I, I should notice because I, I mean, I'm, I'm in HR. I'm HR adjacent in my role. But, like, if. Someone at your job found out that you were having an affair with another married person at your job. Would y'all get fired? I feel like you could. I feel like I don't understand how it impacts anything. I now, The only thing I can think is a lot of companies, if you're, you know, dating somebody you work with, you got to disclose, right? They, they they ask you to disclose. Yeah. The, the issue, they probably disclose. Yeah. If if they was out in public, they disclosed it to HR already. Yeah, yeah. You feel me? But like, like the public just found out because they yeah. came out together. But I'm like, I, I just don't see like why do it matter? Yeah. Like now, I still from the, can read the news. From the job standpoint, I may not want y'all kicking it because y'all can have an attitude and y'all fuck up the show. Fuck up the show. But most anchors hate each other anyway, but they put the fake voice on. You know what it was though? What it reminded me of? Um <clears throat> The morning show? show, they went right up. That alley, that'll be back soon. By the way, I think that was like February of twenty three. More white content we could put behind the the paywall because yeah. that's some white excellence. And to be honest, if it's behind the paywall and somebody just searching for it, it's like yeah. we never talked about the whiteness. Man, we, we can keep our black card. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we like half Dion. 
Yeah. We like Shadur. <laughs> you know, you seen his kid ranking? Yeah. <laughs> I get it. You're not supposed to rank your kid. Yeah. But the kids is ranked. I mean, it's life. It's a, it's a thing. Um, but yeah, I them people business is them people business. I don't need to know what the fuck going on with neither one of them white people or the black man and his wife. I did um, not like the shade y'all sent to TJ Holmes' wife. What they do to his wife? Called her a white woman. She, a woman black as fuck. I'm just saying, cause she, cause she's biracial. Apparently. Yeah, she looked like she just like she looks woman. like all the light skinned women that I know. That I know, literally, bro. Like that's fucked up. But they made it this, but she ain't, but she biracial. Oh, we she will make sister. that just. All right, y'all niggas is wild, man. All right, man. Um, you know, light skinned women don't count as black. Man. When my mom used to tell me about like all the like shit she went through as a kid, like it's wild because like it's not funny, but it's also like it's so fucked up that you kind of gotta like laugh because like you know they was really on that. Bro. You know what's gonna be really fucked up? What's that? And no one's gonna care. Uh, when like insert light skin person come here and like tell their trauma from being light skin. Oh, they ain't gonna give a fuck. Yeah, no, nah, they ain't gonna give a fuck yeah, at it's all. Not. Um, all right, man. The homie sent one in. My man, James. James! <laughs> uh, let's see what my dog talking about. He said, um, yo, a little bit of everything and a bit of nothing. Sorry for making a voice note that's a bit long. Peace, gents. James, you family, so it is what it is, man. Let's see what my dog on. Yo, what's going on? Aunt Jay, it's your boy, James. It's been a minute since I sent in a voice note, but what's going on this week in Culture Family? Real quick, first things first, congratulations to the tremendous growth out of the productions that's coming out of Shop Talk Podcast (laughs) Studios. I'm extremely proud of all my brothers up there doing big things. I don't know if y'all know, but it's extremely hard to take a business and grow it 100% year over year over year over year. Facts. Extremely tasking, but they're getting it done. So, love you guys, and... um, much success next year. All right, all of a sudden, damn, I had fat fingered it. It's the claps, not the. <laughs> yeah, we ain't mean to do that, James. We actually really appreciate that. And I'm gonna get back to your voice now in one second, James. But I wanted to pop my shit for a fucking minute, nigga. I forgot. Oh, fuck, I, for- yeah. I forgot that we ain't been up here, nigga. Yeah. I was supposed to do this early in the pod, nigga. You niggas suck. All your podcasts suck. Your fucking topics suck. Everything you talk about week to week sucks. You niggas is trash. This ant nigga, Trinidad ant, follow me. Come talk to me so I can tell you your fucking podcast suck to your fucking face. You niggas is trash. If you're not part of the Shop Talk family, the Shop Talk podcast family, and y'all know who the family is. Because a few of you niggas ain't family. You just recording here. And y'all niggas suck. If you're not part of the family, get the fuck out, nigga. Because you suck and the numbers is proven that you suck. And I've seen some of you niggas try to repost your numbers and, like, mix them and twist them and make them look. No, nigga. Y'all numbers is bullshit. Our numbers is real. They don't fucking lie. Hove told you. Not Ant telling you. You niggas is fucking ass, nigga. Fuck your podcast. Fuck your fucking wherever you record at. Fuck you niggas who used to report at the fucking Shop Talk pod and then you left to go somewhere cheaper. I see you with your red and black backgrounds, nigga, and your green and black backgrounds, nigga. Fuck y'all and fuck whoever owned them studios. Out them Chaldean people kick you out, nigga. Fuck you, niggas. <laughs> this week in culture, nigga. What up? Yo, shout out to y'all, man. For, uh... <laughs> and thank you to all the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, man. You know, we... <laughs> 
hard to follow this. Look. <laughs> yo, yeah. I, I gotta go in the shop talk mode. I'm yo. usually the bad guy yo. over here. Okay, yo, I like man. being the bad guy Thank over you to here. The listeners and all the supporters, anybody who fucks with us week to week. I just want to shout out, uh, shout out y'all for 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 doing a lot of things. You feel me? Because uh, this year, uh, we created seven thousand one hundred and seven minutes of new content. Um, which is more than 99% of other creators in the TV and film category. Mm. I just want you to know that we are the content kings over here. Come on, man. 7,000 minutes? Come on. I'm sorry. 7,100. 7, and seven minutes. Come on, I mean, man. That, that's a big accomplishment. Um, our followers jumped up 60%. Facts. Um, we dropped 63 episodes in 52 weeks. Come on, man. You know what I'm saying? We was heard over in uh, 42 countries. Come on, man. You feel me? Um, Y'all niggas really can't name 42 countries. That's a fact. That's I, I cannot life. if I wasn't looking. Here. Yeah, I'm, this ain't a shot. Now this is this is this is the one that 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 really made me say, man, I love y'all, man, because our podcast was in the top 10 percent most shared globally. Come on, man. I don't know if you understand how how big that is. Fifty five percent of our podcast shares came from a direct link, so y'all hit the copy and y'all sent it to somebody, right? Yeah, man. Or I have no idea how. Or this maybe I was subscribed and that came from the yeah, direct link. Yeah. Because twenty seven percent of the shares came from text. Come on. So that means y'all went in y'all phone and how, sent first that and out. Foremost, they sent that out. Spotify notice. Yeah, that's a little creepy. Or well, we probably they probably hit the text, but I don't know. It's the Why do Spotify? Because they got y'all faces. Seven percent <laughs> uh, on Twitter, seven percent other, and four percent Instagram. But really, what 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 jumps out is fifty five percent from the direct link. That means y'all yeah, tapped man. in and y'all y'all subscribe. Yeah. And the twenty seven percent via text, man. Oh, y'all really sharing with y'all yeah. friends? Y'all fucking with it? Listen, y'all in real life, no jokes, no cap. From the bottom of my heart. Thank you. Thank you, man. Um, um, we are the top 10 podcasts for 440, 404 of our supporters. Appreciate that. We're in top five for 318. Love. And we're the number one podcast for 113 of y'all. Love. Like the number one. Love. Um, and that's these are Spotify numbers. Facts. That's not even counting Apple. Niggas hit me the other day like, yo. If I don't Apple listen. <laughs> would put this together like for the podcast, the way they do the music, it's a whole nother. Nigga, I don't listen to our shit on Spotify. I only listen to our shit on Apple. Facts. Like I go there to make sure that the the, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. pictures yeah. and everything look. Yep. Uh also, we are in the top 10% of most followed podcasts. Mm. So y'all are following. Like man. I, I really I, I don't know how to, Yo, else to say it, but like thank you. It's wild because you know, we've been fortunate enough for the last four years. We started this in 2018 um, to come on here every December and talk about the growth that we experienced year over year. And uh, James made a, a phenomenal point. Um, most companies cannot, especially as a startup, right, cannot come in and claim not only immediate growth, but continued growth year over year, dog. And for us to be able to come in and say that we wanted to do this specific thing. And it's funny because I know um, I've, I've talked to Jay about this. I've said it on the pod a few times, but like always get 
hard on myself a little bit like man uh, you should do more like promote the pod more do do more to engage the socials right but I also am at this point in my life where I fucking hate social media so it's like it's kind of difficult for me to get engaged with everything that's happening on the socials but it's like man just to see the organic growth of our podcast knowing that there is so much more that we could be tapping into to try to to jump the numbers up and shit and just to see that y'all just fucking with 42 countries dog 42 top 10 percent globally shared like how many niggas from around the globe really fucking with us dog like i i just i didn't notice we knew we had a, a uk audience shout out to aj and them we've gotten dms from niggas like yo i'll fuck with y'all down in jamaica i'll fuck with y'all in canada like, on the west coast yeah we, we on the way we we knew this dog but like canada don't really count because we in detroit so it's like y'all our neighbors y'all right there the west coast yo that's the other end of the country that's fucking lit 42 other countries bro that's amazing, dog. Like I, the the numbers. Yo, shout out to man. um, shout out to uh, we miss Robert mm. on uh, Instagram and uh, uh, Twitter. Twitter, yep. Uh, he posted thanks this week in culture for being my top podcast on Spotify this year. I loved all fourteen thousand eight hundred and sixty four minutes of it. Man, my nigga, you know what that is. I see that somebody who ran back old pods. One hundred. Are you listening? Hey, pod, we dropped this year twice. <laughs> Come on, bro. We only dropped seven thousand, seventy one hundred, and all fourteen thousand eight hundred and forty six minutes. Yo, man, I, I mean, love that dog. Come on, dog. I love that dog. But it's it's funny. We talked last year. Um, I think it was something like eighty percent of people who like press play on our our pod listen to the end yeah like which is crazy which is nuts crazy if you, retention if, if you have a podcast you know that that type of retention to start and finish a pod in one listen that don't happen that often so for 80 percent of our listeners to be doing that was fucking nuts when we first saw that stat or to go back and finish. Or to go back and finish it yeah like niggas don't finish pods in the end especially long form like they they just don't um for somebody to listen to fourteen thousand minutes of us potting. And I know it's probably some other people out there who have similar numbers or close to um or in that range, but dog. That's 246 hours, my G. Come on, man. Come on, man. That you spending with the gods, dog. It don't go unnoticed. Come on, man. man. Like bottom of my no, heart. It's Thank you. Real talk. Y'all niggas are amazing. Uh y'all non-niggas are amazing. Um <laughs> Yo, the title of this podcast <laughs> is Nine Niggas Are Amazing. Nine niggas are amazing. <laughs> Yeah, let me write that down because I love it. Y'all nine niggas are amazing. Y'all niggas are amazing. Everybody who just fucked with us this year and just started really listening, man, we appreciate y'all. Everybody who never listened to a pod and then when y'all saw me and Jay post them stats last week and y'all went and found an episode and pressed play on it, we fuck with y'all too. Everybody who just watched Intergalactic because somebody actually hit me up earlier today and said... Just finished the Intergalactic pod because I watched the movie yesterday. Y'all pod was amazing. They hit me in the DM on Facebook and said that. Um, thank y'all, man. Just everybody who fuck with us week to week, month to month. Everybody who I know the homie uh, on Twitter hit us earlier like, yo, I'm about to get on a five-hour flight. Perfect time to catch up with the guy. Yo, man, I don't care whether you up to date every week or you two, three, four episodes behind, man. If y'all listen to a minute of our podcast this year, 
Thank you, man. Thank you, for real. And real quick, while I'm at it, while I'm popping my shit, I know I popped a lot of shit about the Shop Talk family, but I always got to show love to my niggas Jay and Dame. Y'all already know what the fuck it is. We ain't saying that we the best. But I am telling y'all, ain't nobody greater than the podcast coming out of the Shop Talk family, man. That's just what it is, dude. And um, all y'all podcasts that I said fuck y'all earlier, just know I meant that shit. Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> oh man, all right. I'm I'm glad uh, that James brought that up. I'm about to get back to his voice note, but I had forgot to pop our shit. I forgot man. about so, it too. Yo, I'm thank you, James, man. That's why you family, bro. Let's get back to your voice note. Some other stuff. Um, loved you guys' review. Last week on Fresh, uh, one of the one of the things that you know kind of hit me in the feels was that um, I was in a chess club in high school mm, and uh, we oh, went to nationals and nationals was a big deal. It was yeah. down in Ohio this, that that year, and it was pretty simple to get down there for us who you know qualified. And on Friday they do this tournament uh, called a Bug House tournament, and what that is is basically two player chess, and it's really loud. You know, it's kind of an icebreaker, have fun, but. A lot of people take it serious because that's when you can actually talk and get your shit off. It's not real quiet and, 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 and real reserved how the Saturday and Sunday tournaments are. So we're down there. And of course, you know, we're from the D, you know, we're from Detroit Public Schools. You know, we got on the extra, extra, extra large jersey, you know, Jabos, Tims, hats, do-rags, you know, our normal uh, outfit. And we're playing up against this, uh, like, preparatory looking school with the burgundy cardigans with their school crest on it and all that stuff and one of the funny things about it all was that um us in particular we kept saying that samuel l jackson line from fresh when it said put this we was like put the show on speed and i'll chew his ass right up so every time somebody got their ass we'll, we'll say man i put that show on speed and i chewed your ass up pause but listen we kept talking so much shit to them but kept saying that line they had went and like got a chaperone or one of the one of the people that are overseeing the tournament and was saying, yeah, those guys here, they're going to chew our asses up. They're going to try to fight us. They're going to try to jump us when we go back to our rooms. And we're like, we had to explain to them, like, dog, it's from the movie. Like, we ain't even on y'all like that. But y'all still got your ass beat, though. Um, so I laughed a lot after thinking about Fresh and especially when you guys played the chess, uh, talked about the chess scene and things like that. Oh, my God. I enjoyed it. And uh, it took me back down memory lane. Um, real quick, another quick point. Um, I got some thoughts about Black Panther, but I'm gonna let people cook for another little, another, another couple weeks. No, maybe another week or two, and I'm gonna drop some bombs. <laughs> Me and Jay had a deep discussion on a few of those things, and uh, you know, some of y'all fooling. And I'll just give y'all a hint: if y'all mad that a woman was was leading Black Panther, oh my God, y'all gonna be pissed off when they introduce the White Wolf. I'm just saying. Mm. Uh, moving on. Um, I did do my music replay on uh, Apple Music, and I'll just go through the artists real quick. So number one for me was Polyphia. I kind of guessed that. But number two is LMA. Number three is Kanye West. Number four is Money Long. Number five is Kendrick Lamar. Number six is Bruno Mars. Number seven is Drake. Number eight is DJ Khaled. Number nine was Frank Sinatra sneaking up in there. And then number 10 was Kalani. So... I heard Jay's on Shop Talk Podcast, but I'm going to put Ant to the task. If you haven't done, he hasn't announced it live yet. Go ahead and do that real quick and share with the people. What are you listening to, my brother? So that's all I got for you guys. Sorry for a bit of a long voice note, but I wanted to touch base. I wanted to show you guys, number one, um, you know how proud, I were, how proud I am of you guys and where the growth has gone with this week in culture, especially being a day one listener. 
Um, I, I'm, I'm just I'm speechless and I'm lost for words, but I, I couldn't be more happy and proud of what you all have been able to do. So that's it for me. That's it from your boy, James. I'm going to get with you guys. We're definitely going to chop it up one day before the end of the year. I'm going to get up to the studio and uh, we're going to make a do what it do. Shout out to everybody from This Week in Culture and uh, spread some positivity amongst everybody. All right, y'all. Peace. Also, folks, uh, let me know if y'all need the address to send some gifts for our way. Absolutely. Because uh, we, we accept gifts. We 100% accept gifts. Um, it just hit me. The homie, one of our pod favorites, um, ain't going to say her real name, but yeah, she was going to pull up on us this week. And we know last couple times she pulled up, she either brought libations or gifts. So Our birthday gift is still in the other room. So hey. I told her to come up here and get it. Yeah, yeah. I um, got you. And I, she told me to hit her before we was recording to let her know when, and I, I totally blanked. So uh, my bad, but... Um, I'm gonna make sure that I get at you uh, the next time that we are in the studio, man. More than likely, it'll be next week Tuesday, unless some wild shit happens that we need to get air on Monday. But um, my bad, man. And I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna hit you on a text real quick uh, to apologize. I know I said I would let you know when we was in the studio, so you could pull up again. But um, yeah, Jay got the address. If y'all need it uh, to come up here and drop gifts off, or if you want to mail them, I never, you know, if you don't want to leave the comfort of your home, because Will from Cleveland mailed a gift up here. Will from Cleveland got a gift I, all the way up here. He didn't even ask. sent mad shit. Yeah, yeah. Will never <laughs> asked for the address. That <laughs> like, shit just popped up. <laughs> Yo, it's not that hard to find me. Will from Dayton? No, you called him Will from Cleveland. I did. Yeah, no, nah, you disrespected. Man. I said that. Yeah. Nigga, My bad, oh, shit, Will from Dayton. Um, but no, nah, man. Uh, if y'all need to add, <laughs> I said like I said that like it's another nigga here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I forgot that quick. All right, man. Let's get to the uh, to the movie, man. Cause I, I I I like what the film is about, and I think that it's a lot of interesting themes that go back to what we was just discussing with Dion. Um, so Drop Squad, uh, produced by Spike Lee. Uh, directed by, I believe, David Johnson was the director, man. Came out in 94. Essentially a political and social satire film um, about a, uh, I guess, underground group, militant group. So I was I was 12 years old. Okay. When this in 94, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I just wasn't sure if this was real or not. <laughs> not like the movie. Yeah. But the legend... Yeah. Of the drop of squad. Of the drop squad. So um, it was, again, about a underground militant group, and I'm putting militant in quotes, um, but they would kidnap fellow black people who essentially betrayed the community and needed to be t- deprogrammed. So drop stood for deprogramming and restoration of pride. That's what Drop stood for, deprogramming and restoration of pride. Um, And before we even get into the review, I want to play just the very first, like, minute of the movie, because this is how it comes on. Hold on. Let me get the volume. Oh, wait. Before (laughs) this is (laughs) this is, um, you know, what made me really think about this movie was when you asked what we was going to do. This is exactly what made me think about it. I sentence you to 4,000 lashes for conduct unbecoming a black man. (laughs) That's really, that was on my mind. You know what's funny? When I first saw Umar do that, I literally sat and thought after like the fourth lash, 
is he gonna do four thousand? <laughs> I was like, yo, this nigga's wild, dog. Like, he wild enough to do it. Stephen A. Smith, forty thousand <laughs> lashes for conduct unbecoming of a black man. So essentially, that's what the Drop Squad did. Like, yeah. if you were acting unbecoming of black people, and they heard about it, you was getting napped and you was getting trunked in the van. But let me play this first minute of the, of the joint. Uh. We're back. Welcome back to WBLB. I'm Leo Yerby, sitting in for Brother Raheem Muhammad. This afternoon, I'm joined by Police Chief Willie Stiles, community activist Brother Jamal, as well as avowed conservative Dr. Norris Fleet, author of the controversial new book, Stop Begging My People. Respect to you, brothers. A pleasure, Mr. Yerby. Peace, Brother Yerby. It's good to be here today, Brother Yerby. If you're just joining us, our topic is community policing as it relates to self-determination and freedom of mind. Now, we've been talking about looking out for ourselves. I believe, uh, Brother Jamal, you had just mentioned a group referred to as the Drop Crew or the... Yes, the Drop Squad, Brother Yerby. Uh, thank you, Brother Jamal. Respect. Dr. Fleet, you were responding to Brother Jamal's comments. Yes, Leo. I'm simply saying that we cannot take matters into our own hands. Why not? Vigilantism is not the answer to our problems. Black people must learn to work within the established framework and allowing thugs to roam the streets unchecked um, with their own agendas, judgmental. Respect, brothers. Respect. Brother. Just wanted to play that just to kind of walk into, because essentially that's what this is, right? It's community policing of black people. For lack of a better term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, community checking. It's checking these niggas, dog. Putting niggas back in check. Letting them know what the fuck is riding on their community. So um, the the film is centered around uh, Eric LaSalle's character, right? Mm -hmm. um, Eric LaSalle is Bruford Jameson. Uh, he's in charge of the Minority Development Division at his advertising agency, right? Which is kind of funny because I'm watching this shit and I'm relating a little bit too much me currently working at an ad agency and having so many conversations with DEI. The Boy, boy if it ain't man, three more letters that I fucking man, hate. Minority Development Division is nothing but DEI, bro. D-E-N-I. Like, um, so... I'm I wholeheartedly believe that shit is cap. Oh, it, nigga, it was created two years ago. How much shit was created two years ago that ain't cap, bro? Is, <laughs> like, um, but uh, Bruford, Eric LaSalle's character, he oversees basically all the niggerish accounts at his job, right? So all the fucking the malt liquor, the fried chicken, the uh, yo that gospel pack shit for the fried chicken. That's why Mary J. Blige got so much fucking flag. On the uh, Burger King shit? When she was singing about yeah, chicken. Yeah, Chris That was chicken. it. Because, like, this was such of a, yeah. a, a, a spoof. Yeah. Right? And then she did it. Yeah. Like, the... And MC Hammer did, didn't he? I feel like it was MC a choir. Had mad... Choir yeah. and Choiry advertising. Shit. Um, but I respect MC Hammer. I don't want no, yeah, no, no problems. Me <laughs> and the Crips have never had an issue, and we never will, I promise. Um, shout out to Oakland. <laughs> but in the in the in the movie, the gospel pack at the chicken spot, <laughs> you got a Bible verse on every napkin with a chicken. Like this is how niggerish the accounts that Eric LaSalle's character well, let oversaw, me ask you right? a question though. Was that every time you get some Chinese food, you get a fucking fortune cookie? Oh. Is that is that Chinese? <laughs> oh, that's definitely Asianish. Like is that a, is that a negative? Though? Yeah. Is it? Do they see? Do do Asian people Fam, see uh, American people print fortune cookies? 
but the, it ain't American. The, like that's they happening do too. at a fucking American shop in San Francisco, and they sending them out to all of them Chinese restaurants all over the world. But the Chinese restaurants I be going to is ran by Chinese people, and they got fortune cookies. Yeah, so they buy them from the American shop in San Fran. I mean, we buy all our shit from China, so I mean, also a fact. Whoever made it don't matter. But like, do they <laughs> yeah. see that as like? Do they look down upon that? Because I don't know any Asian. I don't people. know that they. I know them, but I don't know any like who own a restaurant and might look at that. Or I mean, as a or regular, actually, I also don't know that any of the Asian people I know that I've actually ever seen them order Chinese food. You ever seen an Asian person or a Chinese person at a gas station? No. Somebody hit me that the other day. It was like, you ain't never seen a Chinese person pumping gas, and I was like, shut up. I saw that on Twitter I before, haven't. and probably like a year ago, and had the same thought. I've never seen. I'm like, it. shut up. That's dumb. And uh, I was like, but no. <laughs> I've never seen an Asian person at the liquor store not working. Like, just in the store, getting a fucking bottle. I've also never seen a police officer at a gas station. No, I've seen cops That wasn't actually arresting somebody. Yeah. No, I've seen cops at the gas station. Getting gas. Yeah. Getting gas and, like, a pop. Never seen it. Yeah, I've seen that. Asians I have not seen. Um, Do the Hasidic Jews drive? They do not. Um, Well, yes, they do. Alright Cause they be across the street Cause I know we minivan. see them Walking over here all the time They be across like, the street In a, in a minivan yeah. With a bunch of Pepsi Guess who I ain't never seen Getting gas The Hasidic Jews Come on now Come on now There's something going on Something strange in the water But look They won't tell me Cause they don't speak to me Also that Cause when I walked in the building And dog was getting on the elevator As I was getting off the elevator And I said Hey how you doing That nigga looked Directly at the back of the elevator I mean I've only been in this building For six years They won't look at me in my eye The Jewish cultural center Is on this floor They will not look at me Nah Anywho Oh they might look at Asian Jay (laughs) Come on now Come on now Come on now Bring it back Bring it back Um, right. So Anyway Eric LaSalle oversees All these very Hyper stereotypical black accounts at his job. He runs the minority developed division development division and his sister who's concerned that he's just becoming whitewashed essentially goes to find the drop squad and tell them they need to drop her brother. You know, one thing that has not changed for me What's that? and uh, in the last 30 years since this movie, hmm. uh, I'd never liked his sister. I see that. I didn't like her. I see that. For what and at the the twelve year old me, yeah. not whatever it is. I don't even know if I was. I probably watched this movie after I was twelve because I I definitely didn't go to the movies and see it. Yeah. So I watched it on cable or something shit like so. It was probably fourteen year old me or thirteen year old me, but I know I didn't like the sister. Yeah. Um, I, I did not like the sister then, and I don't like her now. What's your reason for not liking her? Now, um, not in ninety four. Hmm. Like, who you think you are to dictate somebody's life? Put them through that. You sought, you sought that out for me. Forget what you thought the outcome was going to be, right? Yeah. You sought that out for me. It was not a pleasurable experience because you don't like the way that I'm acting or you think I should spend more time with you. Because when they asked him, like, he don't come around us no more. Yeah. He did it. Nigga, what if he don't fuck with you yeah. no more? That don't mean I'm... The idea of you have a particular thing. She had this idea in her head what black people should be like. Yeah. And if you don't match that, there's something wrong with you. Because to your point, um, Herschel Walker is winning currently, by the way. Just want to point that out. <laughs> Yo, you niggas are. Anyway, um, to your point, 
the sister wasn't the one that told them about all the shit at his job. Yeah. We learned that as moviegoers, yeah. right? She told them all the basic, he don't fuck with the family no more and all all that type he shit. He act like he ashamed of us. Like he too Maybe good I'm ashamed of you. Without without being at a white job, maybe I just don't like you. Maybe not even that. Yo, maybe I just work hard as fuck at my job. And I ain't got time to hang like y'all be hanging, nigga. I'm over here trying to whatever, I, whatever. I live bit, I'm, I want something for myself. You still yeah. live in the house you grew up in, yeah. my nigga. You I'm trying a, to better myself. Now you're, you're an adult living with mom and dad. Yeah. I'm out here in the real world. Yeah. Now we learn, obviously, that he's in charge of all the nigger shit at his agency and he's bought into it. But we don't learn that from the sister. So I get you not liking her because what she presented wasn't enough to come drop her brother. And I'm low-key mad they went and dropped it. I mean, they did their research and they followed him around. Did and they do his, research? I mean, they had his phone bugged for a minute and dog said, I've heard enough. <laughs> he didn't even say nothing, though. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what's funny? I he rewound said, that part like He was like, times. I ain't trying to do that dumb shit or something like Literally, that. Literally. Because I was like, Yo, did I miss something? Did he say like, uh, we don't fuck with those maybe, niggers. Maybe they cut that off in editing. But like, it he didn't say been. nothing in the movie. It could have been. I'm like, what did he say? Dog, it's fun. I really rewound that part because that nigga said, I've heard enough. And I was like, <laughs> I didn't hear anything, dog. But again, we learn kind of on the fourth wall what he's really behind and what he's working on and why he would be dropped. I just felt, watching it now, I felt a lot of this shit was just like so fucking surface level how, yeah. they, how they basically assumed, made giant assumptions about people. Yeah. Nah, I mean, you a drug dealer sitting selling crack on the corner to your people and all that. Like, I get it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah. You gotta... <laughs> <laughs> Stairs in double ACP ish. <laughs> yeah. I fucking love the internet, dog. I'm gonna do a stare, Umar Johnson. <laughs> you know, we in town right now, and I got his phone number. Oh, shit, straight? Yeah. Oh, random. Speaking of shit that's in town, I might have some passes for us to see the BMF premiere next week. So on the 13th. That's a Tuesday. Yeah, so it's when we would normally be recording anyway. Um, I'm waiting on the person to get back to me. He said he'll get back to me by Friday because I was a little late with the reach out. Damn, I think I'll get off at like 7 or something. Yeah, it's at 7. And then I think for the like the premiere thing, they show like the first like three episodes, nigga. So it'll be there. But, yeah, I'm going to let you know if it get confirmed. I should know by end of day Friday. Um, but one of the homies who I met in Afrotech, hit me yesterday and was like, yo, you said you're from Detroit, right? I'm like, yeah. They was like, how far, because uh, he live in New York. He was like, how far is Royal Oak from Detroit? I'm like, nigga, it's right there. It's a suburb. And he was like, yo, your podcast, y'all be fucking with that BMF? I was like, yeah. It's one of our highest rated yeah. shows. And nigga was like, yo, you want passes to the premiere? I'm like, yeah. And he put me in touch with the person doing the premiere but the motherfucker hit me back and was like, you're a little late with the RSVP, but I'll let you know about Friday. So I was like, I right. Or like, look, even if that, like, yo, keep us in mind yeah. for anything. And I, I threw the whole, we a pod, like I put all that in the, in my communication. So we might be in the building. But back to Drop Squad, man. So in addition to all the conflict that we have with Eric LaSalle's character and him getting dropped and all that, um, it's also like internal conflict, Right on essentially what we should be doing to these people that we deprogramming, right? Um, Vondi Curtis Hall, who plays Rocky, 
he's very Martinish, very nonviolent, very I want to educate. I want to, you know, do the slides and the posters and the slogan and like deprogram through education, basically. Then you got Ving Rhames character, Garvey. And the other guy who was really. The, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever his name. I X. Yeah. But them two. That's funny. His name was X. Yeah. And Ving was Garvey. They want to go a little more physical we in their approach. Cra- like, so, so this is what this is where I'm like, hmm. So you're going to beat me up if I don't act like you like? And that's going to make me act more black? So yeah. you're going to get somebody black to kidnap me, fuck me up, and then be like, man, I love me some black people. So what it made me think, just the whole concept of kidnapping and and deprogramming and restoration of pride and all this shit what is black enough for people because going back to the Dion convo right yo for no reason this wasn't a fucking like this just popped up out of nowhere Dion wasn't somewhere else coaching or assistant coaching he literally popped up and said I'm gonna go coach Jackson State and I'm going to go over here, and I'm going to be their coach, and I'm going to bring top-tier talent to this school that has never had top-tier talent before. Like, not, like, consistently, right? I'm going to also bring a top-tier coaching staff to this school full of fucking NFL or former NFL players who know this game better than anybody else in the motherfucking conference. And then he did it. He did it for three years successfully. He also said, um, I understand the lack of resources here. Um, so I'm going I'm to try to bring some resources. And I want, I want HBCUs to be on a level playing field because the, the school 50 miles down the road mm-hmm. has 150 times the amount of money we get in yeah. the same state. Yeah. I just seen one page, uh, one post that said um, two people. It had Deion Sanders uh-huh. and it had... Brett Favre. Brett Favre. Yep. Like one person stole from Mississippi. Yep. Another person brung a bunch of resources and attention to Mississippi. But y'all been talking shit about Dion. Yeah. Yeah. Going in. Going in. Think piece has been crazy. But he's I want to do all that. Now, I know that we have, in my personal opinion, I won't say I know, but yeah. in my personal opinion, I think we have over romanticized the civil rights movement. Um, I don't think we understand what was really going on during those time frames. Mm-hmm. I understand the tropes that we see, but upon further, we things were different when you was out and about. Yeah. Right? But now it seems like if you say something about a cause, you literally have to do that one cause forever and die for it. Mm. And that's not how we living in 2022. Yeah. If I say, hey, there's, I see a discrepancy. I want to bring some light. I want to do this. I want to do that. People like, well, no, you didn't finish. Mm-hmm. Well, like, is, is it my own personal job to yeah. completely do it myself? Or do I give you an example and have others start? See, I showed it can be done within three years. Look how much money came. Now, what if other people, other than just me, yeah. start doing this too and have own and restore some pride? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like, that's not enough. Yeah. What is black enough? And the idea that black people are monolithic, it's crazy. Yeah. It's what we trying to get away from. I I think it's like certain black people who we don't like to claim, right? Like, because they ain't black enough. 
they, we just talked a minute ago, like, yo, if somebody light-skinned went on TV and talked about all the trauma that they've experienced being a light-skinned black person, they'd be told, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. They're going to tell you how much uh, trauma they've gone through as darker black people. How about a person... So, everybody got different privileges. Facts. There's attractive privilege. Facts. Somebody ugly get on TV and say, listen, man, my life been hard because yeah, I'm not that attractive. I'm ugly as fuck. My, my life with women is different than your life with women because I'm not as attractive as insert yeah. person here. Do you tell them that they, no, nah, I don't care about that. Yeah. Well, we all pretty over here, so get your ugly ass on. Like, yeah. It's not. It's. Are you more or less black if you're unattractive? I understand Again, we go back to the Fresh Prince slash Bel Air Carlton, someone who literally grew up, for the most part, privileged, right? We know that whole beginning of Uncle Phil and Aunt Viv, they wasn't rich off top. They had to go through all that shit when he became a lawyer and they went through all that and she was doing her art shit and she was becoming a professor. We know all that. They didn't start off rich. Ashley was probably the only one who, from being a kid that she could remember, was wealthy. Hillary and Carlton... They seen a little bit of back when they was working their way up. But by the time we meet Carlton, them niggas got money. And Carlton's a product of his current environment, right? Full-blown, rich black kid. Do we not love the idea of having rich black kids? Unless, like, you, unless you identify with the struggle, you're not black. You don't have the black experience unless that experience is trauma. Man. And what I saw in this movie in, in Drop Squad was, yeah. I'm going to hit you. This is how you mind. This is how mind control works. Yeah. With trauma. Yeah. We traumatize you and then reprogram you with yeah. something else. And no, don't keep showing me pictures and videos of dead bodies and, yeah. and name and all the, the tragic things and then tell me something. That's 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 literally the process. Yeah. How you traumatize somebody and then change their brain. No, don't do that to me. Because that is not the quote unquote black experience. The yeah. black experience can be luxury. Yeah. It can be trauma. Yeah. It could be good. It could be bad. It could be yeah. mediocre. The black experience don't need to be fried chicken. It don't need to be uh women in bikinis uh draped over a large bottle of malt liquor. Because at no point uh. in our history has it been a monolith. Yeah. Cause during slavery in the South, niggas was free. Yeah. The same people they were calling niggas in the South was free and teaching and had businesses in the North. It, we, we've never been one thing the nah. whole time. Yeah. Even during slavery in this country, right, it wasn't the same across the whole entire country. Yeah. Now, that doesn't mean you had the best experience just because you weren't yeah. enslaved, yeah. right? But it, it still wasn't the same. I use this analogy a lot. In the movie, 12 Years a Slave, mm -hmm. prior to him being uh, enslaved. He was a whole free Canadian, wasn't he? He, he, was, he, was a, he had a family. Yeah. He was a professor yeah. at college yeah. during the time of enslavement. Yeah. We've never been a monolith. Yeah. And you know what's funny, kind of going back to, you know, the whole what is black enough um, and going to that whole privilege, right? Pretty privilege. Pretty privilege, light skin versus dark skin privilege. All that shit started during slavery with 
the light-skinned folks in the house. And don't act. There were light-skinned people in the field. Let's, I hate that whole and notion. What, and what's so crazy is I don't even know if that shit is true. But guess what? Even if it's exactly how we heard it, that light-skinned people worked in the house, dark-skinned people worked in the field. If it was exactly like that, guess what? These niggas were still slaves. They were still slaves to the point you just made that show. Slavery across the board, slavery in Texas wasn't like slavery in Virginia. It was different. Slavery in fucking New England was different than slavery in fucking Alabama. It was just different. Every region, not that it was better, it was different. different. The circumstances were different. What they did for um, services was different. Like the shit that they provided to their match, it was all different. And I bring all that up to say these niggas were still slaves no matter whether it was a better situation or not. No matter whether they were treated a little better or they got to go in the house a little earlier or they worked in the house primarily. They were still slaves, dog. And I feel like we get so fucking divided because we try to say what black people is and we make it one thing and it's never been one thing bro to your point it's never been monolithic it's always been a fucking anomaly bro there were black kings and queens y'all loved hey we don't get movies about black kings and queens guess what a lot of them black kings and queens had slaves they do my g listen it's never good being a king Man. Like the kings was always bad. Come on, dog. <laughs> like everything you can like, think. Nigga, y'all think the who the one just died? Queen Elizabeth? Queen uh Yeah. All right, she just passed. Rest in peace. We talked about on Twitter for a whole day how horrible of a person her and her family were, right? Y'all think other motherfucking kings and queens were like great? What what what's the movie we just watched? The Woman King. Other kings? Slaves! The whole point of uh, the, I'm, I'm blanking on the name of it. The Dahomey tribe yeah. was the whole tribe. I'm blanking on the women and like what they group was called. So pardon me for that. But Viola Davis character was basically telling the king, hey, let's find some other fucking other product to trade so we don't have to keep trading slaves. You know what they used to do? Hmm. Um, the Dormelage and the yeah, Black yeah, Panther. Yeah, yeah, Black Panther, yep. They was Negan. Yep. Once. They would come into the city, do something really violent yep. to a few, and they'd be like, unless you want this shit to happen to you, y'all fall in line. Yeah. You feel me? And we was doing that to a black king yeah. and his wife, a black queen. Like, that's what we was doing. Now, that is not to diminish the term. Not at all. But not at when, all. when we say it, we just thinking about what we, we uphold it in this light. That's crazy, we, bro. We uphold it in the Disney light. Mm. Because we've seen kings and queens on cartoons and shit like that. Fact in true. real life, the king or the queen, like how many presidents are beloved? Like, I don't care what country. By white people or black people. What, black it, people won. White people, they got a bunch that they But but do they though? Mm. But like in real life, yeah. do they though? And like insert the president of Brazil or yeah. insert the president yeah. of America. Yeah. I can tell you a whole bunch of countries that hate the guts of the president of America Man. because you bombing me for the Man. last 30 years. Yeah. Or whatever. Like the idea of this whole, yeah. I'm a king, I'm a queen, I'm a king, I'm a queen. World leaders in general is just like a wild concept, right? Like clearly, yeah, we, we can't all be out here just operating fucking on our own. Like there well, needs to be. Eh. <laughs> to an extent. Yeah, yeah. But like one person leading shit is just wild to me. Like I, I get that, you know, America doesn't operate under a monarchy, but it's kind of like 
all y'all did was really like shift the definition of the same word. Like y'all, these are synonyms. All these shits are fucking synonyms. They they the same thing, but it's slightly different, dog. Like depending on the context you use them in, it could mean something else. But it really all means the same shit. Like I know what you niggas is doing, and it's cool. Y'all playing with the language. I get it. Um, but with with this movie. It's funny to see the conflict between them internally, right? Like, should we be super harsh when we deprogramming these people or should we be educational, right? Who said you got the right program? Facts. Facts. When they was trying, they got a bunch of people, right? Mm -hmm. Well, we going to stick on Eric LaSalle character. Yeah, yeah. He, he wasn't smart. He wasn't dumb. No, not at all. I'm quoting books and shit. Like, yeah, I think I know that. You Man. tell me if you know this one. Yeah. Like, no, I'm combating you. Like, what They you had him there three weeks. Three weeks he was getting harshly fucked up. Like they was on his ass. And it's funny because that conversation makes me think about the online arguments and debates that I see all the time, right? Where niggas is always telling you, like, you niggas is dumb, you need to pick up a book, but you never actually tell niggas what book to pick up. You because, never tell them what you read. Because guess what? You think because you wrote it in the book is true? Come on, man. But here's the thing though. I always ask niggas what they ask you in school. Cite your sources, my nigga. Don't sit up here and tell me all these facts. Niggas will sit up there and spit 40 million facts at you about black people and your history and this and that and where you come from. But it's like, yo, cite your sources. I would love to look more into that. When when you tell a motherfucker you're, you're and it sounds wild coming off a motherfucker, but when you tell somebody you're Christian, right, or you believe in Jesus, or you believe in God, whatever you believe, you believe in the Bible. When you tell somebody that, they got 90 million things to tell you about why that's stupid and why that's some white man shit and why that's this and that and that and this. There was a nigga on, on Facebook hey. talking about uh, where in the Bible did God say you got to tithe 10%? And then somebody dropped this. He was like, no. Yeah. But that was that guy who said it? Like, did it come out of his own Man. lips? And I was like, well, there are some words in the Bible that are in red yeah. that are ascribed to Jesus. Jesus, not God. But... There is not a direct quote from from God, yeah. and that's the point I was making. I said, "What point does that prove?" Yeah. Was there a discussion about there being like a hidden verse from God yeah. Himself? Man. And what do you mean from His own lips? Are you now are, like, what are you talking yeah. about? Yeah. And like, it's funny because my favorite quote that niggas say about the Bible: "It's man-made." It's man, nigga. Every book on earth is man-made. Every single book ever written like, was yeah, written the by times are just going to them so they can they can buy the cars and blah blah blah. I'm like, okay, well, listen to this. Well, being a preacher is a service, right? Um, why shouldn't they get paid for it? Come on, man. Like, like in, legitimately, I didn't always think this, but why shouldn't they be paid and pay handsomely for it? If you're not upset with a rapper who gets paid, if you're not upset with a a, a songwriter or a poet mm -hmm. or actor, whatever, whatever service that you that you receiving now the service I provide from my pulpit saves lives mm. and it's the foundation of society mm. actually mm. right so I think I have an important job now whether you think it's important or not what is the beef with you with me getting paid to literally provide a service that is the foundation of most people's lives so think about a pastor because you just brought up like rappers right so rappers essentially they preach whatever they gospel is. Whatever. They preach murder, drugs, death, 
whatever they on. Objectifying women, whatever. That's their thing, right? Even the the rappers who don't talk murder, death, kill, more than likely they talk about doing a lot of drugs, nigga, smoking a lot of weed, or maybe they talk about being depressed and wanting to kill yourself. Whatever the fuck they talk about, they make a lot of money off what they talk about, right? To be a pastor, to to be the leader of a mega church, mega church, you preach the Bible and the word of God to hundreds of thousands, possibly millions of people. You're literally teaching morality to the world. You're making the world or I, at least trying to make I'm the world honest, a better place. I used to be really angry at them making money. Yeah. And then I had to act. It's to the point where you be thinking like, you know, my favorite rapper should be more popular. Mm. He should be making more money. Mm. Why? Yeah. You care about these other things so much that oh, this basketball player, he should get a giant contract. Yeah. He should get this. Why don't you why don't you think that the person yeah. who is the backbone of your fucking family cuz your grandma got you in the church, a woman on, got you in the church. Come on. Right? Come this on. is the foundation of your family. Why aren't you why aren't you just as eager saying that they should be making more money? It's the foundation of your faith. It's the foundation of the shit you and your family, even if you might be on the fence, your parents and your grandparents and your brothers and your your family believes in this, right? Mm-hmm. And then you got to think of all the other families that believe in this shit globally. You tell me that teachers should be paid more mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Y'all don't even know how much teachers get paid, but yeah. you're telling me they should get paid more. All my teacher friends is rich. That's they live in life. I don't know any struggle. I don't have house. a broke teacher friend out here, and I'm trying to figure it out. I really don't. And you I work, don't get it. And you don't work 12 months. Come on, man. So technically, you kind of make more than I do my hour. Because, I mean, your shit is if for you nine months. down, yeah. Your shit is for nine to 10 months, yeah. whatever, whatever. But we're not going to get there. Yeah, I get y'all going in August to get your room ready. I've yeah. seen Abbott Elementary. But, like, the service that I provide yeah. is a good one. Yeah. Why are you so mad? Like, imagine teaching, and for lack of a better word in this term, preaching positivity morality um like just really like trying to teach the world to live by faith but you don't live like that and my fucking doctor don't got cancer but he fixed me every day come on so he not living like he got cancer and here's the thing yo i do think teachers need to make more money the ones who don't make enough pay them more because they teaching the fucking kid. But I also think you need to be a good teacher. Same way I think you need to be a good preacher. And if you got a mega church, that don't mean you're a good preacher. That just means you got a big audience. But the thing is with with with, uh, with preaching, I really only need to hit my goal one mm. time mm. and then you hook. Yeah. How do you tell me I'm bad at if I, what I said impacted somebody? Yeah. If I saved a soul today, I don't give a fuck if you thought I was really eloquent. Or yeah. if you if you didn't like the choice words I use, I done brung a soul over here. Yeah, we tell I, um, people like, how, how do I tell a person is a good therapist? And I think even going to back to Drop Squad for a minute, like Eric LaSalle's character, he's in advertising, right? Like this is sort of the 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 thing. Advertising is such a unique thing, right? Because this is what creates the image of whatever the fuck we whatever product we see and advertise right so you think back in the day because it was a malt liquor company in the movie so you think real life the cult 45 you think of a, a billy d williams you think of 
the fucking cool black guy drinking this small liquor and shit, right? And it was like, Billy D. Williams wasn't no sloppy-ass, hood-ass, ratty-ass nigga. He was just smooth. That nigga was 007 for black people, nigga. But he was drinking this fucking Code 45, and that shit made it look cool as hell, right? And in real life, it's like, damn. It's kind of bad both ways, right? They put the imagery out where you look like the cool, educated, suave, smooth black guy, well put together, even grab the light-skinned black guy to do it. It's like, that's fucked up because that makes people, it draws you in, right? But during the time that Billy D was doing those, mm-hmm. he was of a particular age mm-hmm. where people that age dressed like that. Mm. That's so, true. What, that's true. And that's how he communicated. Yeah. So what if the people of this age dress a different way yeah. and they put that in the commercial? Like, I understand what they were saying in this movie, right? Yeah. It was like, well, because every time they'll make a point, what the, the the evil white man will be like, well, uh, we're just trying to connect with the demographic. That's yeah. the vernacular that they use, yeah. right? And it's it feels slimy. Yeah. Right? But that is how y'all talk. Yeah. That is how we talk. Now, I been saying this for a long time. I wish that commercials would stop rapping to me. Yeah. Because I don't need rapping. Stop rapping and let me add my wish in there because that's one wish. If Ray J had two wishes, he would also wish that they didn't dance in the commercials. Because neither of these things, the raps or the dance, are making me buy this product, bro. No. You know what's going to make me buy a product on TV? If I see it and remember it remember yeah. and if that shit look good. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, you don't got the rap to me about Mm-mm. the chips. Mm-mm. The chips is a rap snack. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? Yeah. Uh, like I, I, like I, I don't need the rapping. Literally, me being little, right, and seeing the commercial for Twizzlers, and they made the Twizzlers into some lips, and I just wanted to buy a pack just so I could make them into some. Li- I literally only wanted a pack to do that. Then I fucking bit one and was like, "Oh shit, this is delicious to me." Nigga. I mean, I, I, I do feel a way that the only way that you can, you think you can reach. Black people is or younger black people. Oh well, let's make a song. It's the rap. Now, granted, rapping is the popular s- music. Yeah. Before it was little jingles and yeah. come now, here, dog. Come on, dog. Yeah. Me and dog want you to go to Telegraph Road right now. Get a good deal. Like, nigga, come on, man. We was there. But like, if jingles, one eight hundred Empire. Like, if it's a jingle, yeah. Back in the day, Jingles were Jingles 2000, nigga. Yeah. Jamie Foxx had me thinking it was finna happen. But if rap is the more popular concept and we've all, for whatever reason, taught like you got to ever, it have to be catchy so they remember yeah. it so I can have it in my head talking about, it's but, not lost on me while you do it. Yeah. I wish you would stop. Yeah. To that point, it's someone at some advertising but agency. But I'm 40 years old. Also a fact. So an eight-year-old may need the it song. It may work for them. Because how long ago was the fucking Empire or the the... The I don't even remember the name. I don't even know what product that was that we just sang. Yeah, me and dog want you. To oh, how about this? Your really father don't. and son give, give us, us a call. call. Father and son, uh, handyman people, whatever. Oh shit! I thought that was some carpet. They probably did that shit too. Probably, but what I'm saying yeah, is, yeah. like as a kid, this is shit from the '90s. It's still stuck in we my head. We heard it all. Thirty years later, yeah. it's in my head. But to that point, though, with those jingles, they were also not age specific, right? Because they worked on us, and I'm sure our parents remembered them shits, too, when they were in their 30s and 40s and shit, right? Um, with With the rap songs, right? There's somebody in an advertising agency... Um, whether they're the minority department 
division head or whatever, but there's somebody somewhere saying, how do we attract blacks? How do we attract Latinx? What is Latinx? I hate Latinx. I don't, I, I don't, I don't like the term. Cause like, what do we mean, bro? The X is unknown. Like, come on, bro. I'm not like, even bullshitting. Cause I, it could be, it can be so many things at the end of the LAT. Yeah. Cause it's like, so they was like, like X. I don't, I don't claim to know why Hispanic wasn't good enough. Like, and why they felt like we had to keep going till we found a different word. Everybody want their own name word. But Latinx just, I, I don't like it. But there's somebody saying, how do we attract this demographic of Latinx? How do we attract persons of color? Mm. You call me a person of color. You might as well call me a color person. Oh, what's the, um, no, it's the acronym for it now where it's like everybody. It's like, uh, hold on, because they got like indigenous BIPOC. How do we get BIPOC? Well, we said by the park about 30 years ago. I mean, rest in peace, man. September 13th will never be the same. But is somebody somewhere saying this is how? And I'm an expert at bringing in this. And a lot of places prior to 2020, that somebody somewhere wasn't even a person of color. It was literally a white person running all the minority fucking divisions and shit. And guess what? They would stop it if it if it stopped working. Yeah, yeah. As 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 unfortunate as that sound, they won't stop rapping to me in commercials because it clearly works. Yeah, and I wish it did thing, not work. I don't know who it's working on. Maybe it's kids. Maybe it's fucking lame ass adults. I don't know, but I know that somebody somewhere is looking at numbers and looking at fucking charts and graphs and saying this works. Let's keep doing it. And it's really wild to me because even like with the fucking uh, Mary J shit, right? And the fucking Burger King chicken sandwich, that crispy chicken, fresh lettuce. It's a reason I remember that shit. I hate that I remember that shit. I hate that I was subject to watching her get on top of the counter next to the fucking cash register and bop singing my so, fucking crispy chicken. These two things wrapped up in a two things, which is 100 percent true. Yeah. I legitimately saw that commercial and my brain instantly went back to this movie. Yep. The choir. Yep. Dancing. For the gospel singing, pack at the chicken. 100%. Yep. It's that, the same shit. And the very first time I heard Gucci Man and Young Jeezy so icy, I mm. thought it was a Burger King commercial. Oh, wow. I legitimately wow. thought it was a commercial rapping to. Because we've heard the song so much right now, it sounds normal. Yeah. But at the time, how that shit came on. That's the corniest and most commercialist. Yeah. How I rap to kids. Yeah. When they came on, oh, Isaac. Yeah. Like, I thought oh, it was. Yeah. I, I did not know that was a. I thought it was a commercial. Yeah. For a product that they were trying to send me. Now, when I hear it, I'm so used to hearing it, I don't hear it the same. Yeah. But, like, I legitimately thought that was a Burger King commercial. And it's it's wild, too, because, you know, this movie's made in 94, same year that Fresh was made. Um, and Year after Menace. Year after Menace. And, and when you think about just, because, yeah, on the surface, this movie is about deprogramming blacks and people, you know, being fucking, having pride in being black and not being a part of making black people look coonish or whatever the fuck this movie was trying to say. But in you kind of step beyond the surface, yo, this movie is telling you how much we're influenced by advertising, how much we're influenced by the imagery of black people on television and on radio and all this shit. 
And and unfortunately, the unfortunate part is black people as a large majority still connect to a lot of this type of imagery and advertising, dog. So it works. I don't work in advertising, but I work in sales. Yeah. For the last 19 years. All the same shit. And like you got to teach people mm-hmm. how to do certain things. And it's just interesting because you have to give them sales tactics to ask certain questions so I can attach this feature to this benefit to sell this person this one. And it's a science to it. Yeah. Right? But like yeah. it's a science to everything. And then some depending on the type of person you are, you can take advantage of people. Yeah. Because you know how language works. You know how habits work. Because if you do something... You've been doing something repetitively over and over and over again. Yeah. Oh, I know when a person say no to this. I yep. know what kind of question I can ask them to, that I can get them to think about this to boom, boom, boom. But is that wrong? Mm. Because commerce needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Products need to be sold. I want to know what you thought about his argument that why you want me to hold these people hand if they drinking in this malt liquor. Yeah, yeah. Because it's not my responsibility to tell you you shouldn't be drinking malt liquor. Yeah. You know you shouldn't be drinking malt liquor. Yeah. If the, So you telling me the commercial is what made you bottom up? Mumbling Jack. Mumbling Jack. Now, if there is malt liquor to be purchased and I sell malt liquor yeah. to people who already drink malt liquor, why can't I have a catchy commercial? Fam. What's funny... I don't smoke crack. They ain't no crack advertisement that you can do or a special that you can run, yo, two for 50, two for this, whatever, to make me do it. Matter of fact, keep it on crack for a minute. Perfect fucking example. We know what crack did in the late 80s, early 90s. We know the wave of terror that crack caused across the black community nationwide. Cities all over America. Crack wasn't advertised once. On TV. Crack wasn't advertised once on radio. Wasn't advertised once in a newspaper. It was on a billboard in Atlanta. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> BMF was, <laughs> yeah. That one leader, <laughs> that leader of that one group, um, he was a wild guy. But that was also way past Crack's height. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, but he made more money than. Hey. Um, but Crack was out there. From two things, word of mouth and people's curiosity, right? When you heard from from the functioning crackhead before they were an actual crackhead, before they had been totally fucked up, and they just told you, yo, this is the greatest high you'll ever get. Before they knew they was addicted. Yeah, this is the greatest feeling you'll ever feel. Before they started stealing for shit, niggas was just telling you, yo, you should try the Crack was not, it's funny because, you know, later in life when we was kids, you call a nigga a crackhead. You was you was joking on him. You was talking shit about him. Crackheads before the term crackhead came out didn't know they was crackheads, cause this shit was kind of cool to a lot of them. It's called them dope things. That was it. Like yo, I heard about this high, and it's the greatest feeling in the world. I want to try it. Crack was no different than you niggas rapping about weed. Man, I watched a video yesterday, and it was old people drinking lean for the first time. Mm. I'm talking about 
old 60 to 70 year old uh, possibly even 80 year old white folks uh, and they just recorded them drinking lean for the first time uh, double cupping it the whole nine yards and i was like man some of this shit was rather funny yeah they were slowing down the shit you can you can see them getting yeah. high i'm like i don't think i'm i don't think this is worth the views yeah because these old motherfuckers. It's dangerous. This is going to be dangerous. Yeah. They going to go get something to replace. Because one, you can't. Where are they going to go to find some lean? Yeah. Two, it's expensive as shit. Yeah. And when you can't find it and you your body needs it. Oh, you're going to be on heroin. Yeah. You're going to be shooting yeah. heroin. Yeah. You got to go get something else and cover that fucking itch, man. Um, Or fentanyl. Man. Yo, man. I Related but unrelated. Like. I really want black people specifically because I I, I I love black people, dog. I love us to death. I want us to stop doing drugs. I got I really want us to chill, dog. And I'll, I'm not specifying any drug. So this ain't against niggas who smoke, but y'all so fucking proud to smoke. God damn it. But it's like the shit that they putting in this fucking weed, the shit they putting in these fucking. Like you won't even admit that you are addicted to this. Come on, man. Why niggas think they can't be addicted to weed? Hey, here's a fun story. My pops, uh, thugging his thug, felon of the year, nigga, for 20 years in a row, dog. When he first got out of prison, he was smoking weed 90 times a day. Nigga, my pops went to rehab for weed. He is the only person I know who went to rehabilitate from smoking weed because I was smoking too fucking much. That nigga lived with his bong on his hip like a holster, nigga. How you walk around with the pistol, that nigga had the bong right there at all times dog and he went to rehab for like a month for weed and it was funny because i remember when he did it i was like you the only nigga ever go to fucking uh rehab for weed nigga but i didn't realize that no a lot of you niggas are real life addicts i don't i ain't gonna like but can you stop i come can on. but i don't want to come on i don't think the nigga on nigga that ain't how that work <laughs> That ain't, I can, but I don't want to. No, the not wanting to means something problematic. And I'm not saying that you have to, you should. Mm -mm. I'm just saying, do you have the ability to stop tomorrow and don't do it again for a week or two? Can you control your usage, right? Can you control your intake? Is this something that you cannot live without? Because I get real concerned with you niggas who post on on the Facebooks and the Twitters and the Grams all the time about smoking, 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 smoking. I'm concerned because you guys come in, well, people come in here and this is a professional building that you cannot smoke inside come of. Come on, man. Um, and you can't make, oh, we can't smoke it. It's an hour podcast. Bro, you can't go an hour? You got to be blow? That's another thing I want black people to stop doing. You just hit something else on the head that I wasn't even thinking about. I want us to stop feeling like we need to be intoxicated to have fun. I want us to stop feeling like we need to be under an intoxicant to, like, participate in shit. Like, you can't do shit unless you have whatever your intoxicant is, whatever your vice is. You got to drink. You got to smoke. I also thought the we in 2022 was just better. Come on, man. Because it seems like the regular weed high used to last longer. Because y'all don't, it seemed to wear off quick. Back in it. I thought you were supposed to smoke and be high for a long time. No, I nigga just smoked it 30 minutes ago. Now like, you back The outside. second that you stop smoking, you stop being high. I, if I was going to start smoking, smoking, yeah. I need some regular. Yeah. I remember. Um, Where Reggie Bo? I remember one of my homeboys who used to go out. 
And like I might just go through a phase Where it's like Yeah I don't really want to drink today It ain't even a phase I just don't want to drink Like that's called my normal regular life Right I'm not It's not a phase I'm just being my normal self Not drinking alcohol And like if we were out At a club at a party or something No man have a drink with me Bro, you ain't even gonna drink. And the nigga used to get mad, like on some like, oh shit, nigga. I ain't if you ain't gonna drink, I ain't gonna drink by myself. And it's like, bro, I literally don't have we're not drinking the same drink. We're not getting mono. We're not sharing this bitch. You can drink. You can literally do whatever you feel like you need to do. But I'm telling you, what yeah, you ain't drink don't bro. make me piss. Come on, nigga, where's the love? And it, it's just, but it's this thing that then crept up inside all our fucking social minds that we have to be under the influence of something to enjoy ourselves, to have a good time, to have fun, to be the life of the party, to have a good convo, to go on a date, to go like you niggas can't relax without a vice. And that shit is concerning to me as a damn near 40 year old adult, because I'm really wondering what the fuck is going on that y'all have been convinced that you need a drug or a drink. And then I start thinking back to the movie. Is it programming? Is it the advertising? Is it the rap and the hours and hours and hours that we've consumed of niggas telling you this is how you have a good time? So now, I'm glad that you mentioned that. I have to make a concerted effort that when I'm celebrating, I don't include liquor yeah. or or any kind. I don't, I don't want to include liquor in my celebration. Yeah. That doesn't mean that I won't drink liquor, but when I post a, a celebration, I don't want to keep connecting this yeah. item to celebration, yeah. Oh, it's celebrate. Let's pop some bottles, man. Like, fam, why? Why is it? Why you niggas can't just be high off life? And like, I'm asking, why is it? Because I don't know the answer. Yeah, it's probably it's programming. Because like, yo, yo, pop a bottle. It's a it's a special occasion. Yeah. It, Get a bottle of champagne. It's so many things, though, right? It's it's a, a special occasion. We see uh, athletes win a championship. They pop bottles. They champagne spraying all. We it's connected a, to. We on a date. Drink some wine. Come on, man. Relax a little bit. Have a drink. Come on, man. We we make it this thing, right? But then it's also status symbol. Ooh, I got bottles. That's man. another reason why I always thought it was funny. And ironic, I actually enjoy 40 ounces. I do. I don't drink them as often as people might think. I don't drink them as often as I used to. But I also thought the irony behind me grabbing this $3.40 ounce drink and stunting with it, flossing with it on the gram, when most niggas is stunting with $100,000, $200,000 bottles, that ain't what I do, bro. That ain't what I want. And if it is what I do, I ain't necessarily got to do it to prove nothing to you. So it's the status behind. Shout it. out to Forty Ounce Water. We got to connect with them. Yeah, I really we want, for I, sure. Got to get with Forty Water. I really want to. I want them to sponsor the pod. I feel like they should know me in general, and they should definitely know the pod. And it's funny because even with the pod, right? My very first podcast with you and Dame, I brought the forties up. First time I ever joined the forty. Come on, man. Forty guys. Same for Dame. Niggas told me as soon as I walked in the building, had to present y'all niggas. I'm the forty guy. Which was crazy because I was actually eating fried chicken. Yeah. No, you was a whole nigger that night. We got pictures from that night. I feel bad. Yeah, no, nah, you I was you dr- was the drop squad. Eating fried chicken, yeah. drinking a forty ounce. No, nah, we got to drop Jay. I it was a thing for me yeah. though. As man. in like to never drink a forty ounce. I would drink two twenty twos before yeah. I grab a forty because yeah. I I didn't like the image of a black the man 40. holding the forty yep. because why menace to society yeah because why boys in the hood because why colors yeah. because why my dad. South Central like, like come on every time I saw a forty ounce oh also why Jero Nevergreen yeah like I it was associated with yeah. something negative to black men facts so I never literally. drunk a forty literally it's funny. 
going back to the convo we had about Billy D, for instance, being the fucking spokesperson for Code 45s and shit. That suave, cool life he was living in the Code 45 commercial versus the niggas you actually saw drinking 40s in real life and in every other form of media. Complete opposites, bro. We should be offended by that. Come on. Because y'all tried to play me. What, what I say about that is, it's like, so which one should you be more offended by? Somebody meeting you on the level that you're at or somebody trying to, to, to sophisticate something that's really, really bad for you? I know, Den- I know, not Denzel. I Billy know Williams. Billy Dilly. Billy, Billy Dilly. Dilly is funny. That just crept <laughs> into the pod titles. I know Billy D. Yeah. He's a distinguished person. 100%. He wouldn't drink nothing that's bad for me. They look up to him. Yeah. Fucking, here's looking at you, kid. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, nah, let me drink that. And then I'm now I'm the dicker to and I'm sitting out in front of the fucking crib. Yeah. Dead broke under a tree or some shit. What's funny is, um, only two niggas in the history of life have ever drank a 40 ounce while wearing a tux. Me and Billy D. Williams, nigga. We're the only two. And I say that to say this was never no sophisticated shit. Like it just, it's not. It's an anomaly if you think there's any sophistication behind drinking 40 ounces of malt liquor, bro. It ain't that. It's just not. But we got tricked. That was the advertise. That was the power of the fucking imagery, right? We got tricked into believing this was some fucking great. You could do this and be a motherfucking star walking through the hood, nigga. No, nigga. Because the niggas that's drinking 40s out here on the block, they just popped the nigga in the head down the street, nigga. And then came and grabbed a 40 from the store like it was nothing. What's so crazy? If it was a 40 ounce of Budweiser, he'd still did the exact same Come thing. Come on, man. But the malt liquor yeah. is probably da- more dangerous. I'm pretty sure. I'm more, certain. I'm pretty sure it's more poison than that motherfucker. I'm certain. Uh, but we look at the other beers as that's okay. Yeah. But a 40 ounce of Heineken will get you to do whatever you was yeah. going to do. Man. 40, ounce of, 40 ounces of anything. Period. We'll do two things. It's going to make you do whatever it's going to do. And you're going to you piss. And that's just all that is to it, bro. Um, I thought that this film was... Also closely related, do you remember the movie Undercover Brother with uh, Eddie, uh, comedian? Griffin. Eddie Griffin. Um, Talking about the man and all that, and the man was clearly white people in the movie and shit. It was very closely related. They came out about like eight years apart. Um, Undercover Brother was like 2000, 2001, somewhere like that. I'll tell you one thing in this movie I did not like. What's that? I didn't know it. When I watched it the first time, okay, I thought they were talking about Oprah at first, right? Because they at the end of the movie said she has a talk show or something yeah, like that. Yeah, they were trying, they were taking shots at Shahrazad Ali, mm-hmm. um, and because she had a uh, her book that was in, out around ninety four. I was about to say that was her um, era. Was the Black Man's Guide to Understanding the Black Woman? Mm. Um, I, I don't. Uh, so, if you listeners mm-hmm. go to YouTube. And type in Shahrazad Ali, you're gonna see a bunch of interviews from her, um, and she's gonna be in a, being attacked about this book. Mm-hmm. And when she answers every single question that she was attacked with, you be like, "Oh wow, that makes a lot of sense." It was all brilliant. You know what I'm saying? It was all brilliant. And I, I 100 understand when you take a, a clip of it and say something, because like in that movie, she mm-hmm. was like, "It's okay if he hits you across your face," because there was a that was damn near. That was like a de- that was like a fake quote because there was something about uh, hitting or something like that shit. But they made it. It is not twisted. It. It's 
objects in the mirror are closer than they appear. Facts. I'll just say that. Um, I was like, man, that was a unnecessary dig at her and try to make her seem as if, um, as if she wasn't the black queen. Yeah. That she is. I would put it like this: as as if she isn't as regal as she is, mm. Um, mm. as as educated and as smart, has just common sense, still alive. Follow her on Instagram, yep. go on to YouTube, and t- you will get a lot of knowledge and a lot of information. And she asked some really important questions, and she broke some really important things down um, about monogamy and the whole nine yeah. yards and this and that and this and how it was a system to keep the, the black family separated. And it's a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. I didn't I didn't like her portrayal because I I I, I understand when I heard it, I understand what they said, but then how they had that person looking, I'm like that's disrespectful. Mr. Mark, like that Man. that's. But I get it was satire to yeah. extent, but like this, that's not fair. Yeah, <laughs> that is not right. And Mr. Mark, and even to your point about initially thinking it was about Oprah, that was fucked up too. Yes, nigga, Oprah was for real. This is real shit. This is not an exaggeration. She was the only black talk show host that y'all saw. Period. For that whole time, you saw Sally Jesse Raphael, you saw Phil Donahue, you saw fucking uh, Ricky Lakes, you saw all of them. You could go through all of them. None of them looked like Oprah. None of them was a black woman. For 35 years, none of them looked like Oprah, dog. Like, this is, I, I just, the way that you niggas get used to, and it kind of lends itself back to Eric LaSalle's char- character, right? Like, yeah, what his advertising agency was doing or attempting to do with their advertisings um, or advertisements, that was a mockery of black people. Him being successful. I really want people to watch this movie and look at his character and then think of your company's current DE&I representatives. Your your chief diversity officers, your SVP of DEI, all these roles that popped up two years ago after George Floyd got killed. Think of what they've really been put in place to do, if they still exist, because a bunch of companies two years later have already started getting rid of their DEI departments because now we'll need this no more. We hired a chief diversity officer. We need nobody else C-suite. This person make $200,000? No, we need to get the fuck out of there. That's another story. But think about what their role is. Because Eric LaSalle's role in this agency was to be the black representative. Essentially, if you just boil it down, he the black rep that runs the fucking minority department. That's all your DEI reps do. With six other black people. Come on, man. Whole and, agency. And, and all them six blacks. And one girl was taking the truth like, y'all know how they do. She said, they... Yeah. Nigga, it's us. Come on, man. It's we. Literally. We had a we had a week. It's after work. We had a dinner. It's like eight of us at the table. Yeah. All and we and he like, nigga, you just mad because I got the shout out. Yeah. We all work for the same company. Come on. What does your company sell? I I, I damn near guarantee whatever company you work at, you listening, I can connect that shit to some evil shit. Mm-hmm. 100%. It's just, it's a lot of Things that happen in this film. Um, what's up? The one, which, which was the crux of it. Um, he went home to his family. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you are embarrassed for your family when you got your girl with you. Yeah. It is what it is. It's life. But with his cousin brother, um, I know they made that a, like a, a thing. Yeah. And it was an emotional thing. But did you hear the conversation that they were having? Mm-hmm. 
He was like, can't you hook me up with a drink? He's looking. I'm like, is he on drugs, by the way? I don't know. Yeah, they definitely had him playing like a half-strung looking. Yeah. Strung out looking. And he was like, um, can't you put a word in for me? And all yeah. That. He was like, paraphrasing, like, my nigga, did you put a fucking application in yet? You keep asking me to put a word in for you. I can't put a word in. You ain't filled out the app. Nah. Yeah, I know, man. But can you just do that? How many? He said, he's like, how many times have I told you to go down there yeah. and fill out an application, my man? Dude? So then the one time you do go down there and fill out an app, they call me. I'm probably on some shit. And it was fucked up. I was like, I'm busy. Yeah. But, my nigga, I can't stick my deck out for you. Come on, man. Especially when I know you. Mm-hmm. I get the family bond, the family bond, everything like that. But once I stick my neck out and put my name out there professionally, if you fuck this up, this is gonna fuck me up. Yeah, I'm not telling you that don't help your family members and no shit like that. But don't tell me I'm not black because I wasn't really, I wasn't willing to stick my neck out and put my name on a, a a recommendation for somebody I've known my entire life mm-hmm. and I've known who's messed up over and over and over again who wouldn't even put the fucking application in. Yeah. That don't mean you're not black. Yeah. That means I value my position in life yeah. and I don't want to stick my neck out in this particular situation. I might have your motherfucking back. Somebody roll up in here, we fight, whatever it is. But in this particular role, Yeah. I may not be willing to stick my neck up. I haven't seen enough. Yeah. I don't know. Like, and that's, I like how you said, I haven't seen enough. Not just, I don't know what the fuck you do. I don't know what the fuck you're capable of doing. I don't know your motherfucking background, whatever. Nigga, I haven't seen enough fucking effort. You ain't filled out an app. And I'm telling you, yo, fill out the app. It was to the point where, like, I don't want to come around because he keep asking me for a job. Come on. You ain't filled you ain't the app out. one thing that I'm telling you to do. And it's funny because that make me think about people who always hit me up. Yo, and nigga, I want to start a podcast, nigga, da, da. I always tell niggas, yo, hit my man Jay. Send him Shop Talk info. Here got a whole Shop Talk podcast page. Whoop. You go click the link. Whoop, whoop, whoop. It'll give you anything you need to know. Niggas never come. Niggas never come. What the fuck you hit me up for, dog? Y'all niggas don't be for real. Y'all niggas want people to hand you shit. And that's the, the the kind of dichotomy that exists between Eric LaSalle's character being, you might want to call him Uncle Tom, whatever the fuck they try to portray him as. But me, as a hardworking-ass black man, also looking at his character now versus when I looked at it in 94 and being able to say, that could be I relate. Me. I relate, dog. It's a lot of shit. You walk up like, damn, Anthony, look at the glasses, look at the chain. A lot of them chains since we was little, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Whole lot. Worked my ass off. Got here. Been down a lot. Had to come back up. Been down. You you see something on the outside and you figure everything is all good with yeah. me. Right? You figure everything is all good with me. I got a full-time job. Yeah. I'm here. I damn near be here every single Full day. Full-time, yeah. And then when I leave here, it's not that I'm just free. Nah. There's audio to be edited. There's video to be edited. There's a photo shoot there, here, right here. So you may look at one particular thing like, yeah. oh, this nigga got it made. Well, what kind of sacrifice am I making for that? Come on, man. What does my personal life look like if I don't have time to do this or that? What yeah. does, you don't know what nothing costs. You don't know if anything, you just look at something because you got a, 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 a thing. Yeah. Oh, look at you. Fam, I'm, 
again, I work in advertising, right? I work at one of the largest advertising agencies in the world. Not the country, not the, in the fucking world, nigga. It was one of the largest, like, I think, like, top five largest global advertising agencies in the world, nigga. Um, if my company... And I'm sure if I did some real research, I could probably find a client or two who's done some shady shit or that's done some questionable shit. It ain't got to be race related or nothing like that. Just some questionable shit that I'm like, damn, dog, we repped them like that's kind of fucked up. But then I got to think about I'm not quitting my job. You don't need to deprogram me. I know what I know. I know what I know. I don't need to be deprogrammed. I need to work. Nigga. How, many, how many people stepped down from Ben Slager? Come on, man. Come on, man. Y'all still wearing them chunky-ass shoes? You still wearing them socks with the rubber on the bottom? Come on, dog. I just seen niggas posting them shoes. I literally saw two of my niggas post they fucking Ben Salagas the other day. Fab posted a whole outfit with the Ben Salagas on, the chunky boys. No. I hate how that nigga dress, boy. I really, man, man. Trade it all, video Fab. Should not still be dressing like 2023 fab, dog. And that's the fact that he is. It's just bothering me, nigga. But y'all niggas ain't gave up your Ben Salagas. You ain't gave up your Nikes. Y'all was so Kyrie, Kyrie, Kyrie. And it's been Nike heavy than a motherfucker all over my timeline, nigga. Dog, you know what's so crazy? What's that? I only own two shoes. Nike and Adidas. And the two pair of Adidas on, is Yeezys. Come on, man. Like, if I was to give up, I was looking at this uh, uh, black-owned shoe company mm -hmm. today. and Because uh, the Instagram ads keep hitting me up. And they, they, the shoe look really cool. Yeah. And then I started looking. It was like, oh, yeah, we got vegan leather. Oh, so you mean not actually leather? Come on, man. Like, from, I can't wear a gym Fan, shoe. Just put foe. Just put uh, Fox with the AU in there. Y'all be, be killing me with the vegan leather. Yeah, My like, nigga, bro. We used to no, call that. Leather's a cow. We used to call that pleather. Come on, man. Come like, on, man. That was, a, that was a thing. Pleather was. Yo, I had pleather pants, nigga. Like, you niggas ain't. Come on, man. But I'm like, fam, and even in the model yeah. that they was using, like, I can see some of the glue. Yeah. Like, I can tell that this shoe wasn't gonna. The be quality good. ain't where it need to be. Yeah, yeah. I'm like cause I will, but it looked good. You want to support? And it was like 130 bucks. Yeah, uh, I'm like I might still buy them cause like I don't know. Yeah, and I might as well try them out. Yeah, but uh, I I don't know what I like. Clearly, I I wear a lot of Jordan ones. Yeah, right? but like I think every shoe that I got outside, like that's a gym shoe, it's a Jordan, aka a Nike. <sighs> I don't know that I I don't I don't own I got a one pair of Pumas. Yeah. In my last year and a half, I um I got into New Balances really heavy. Um but if it ain't a New Balance, it's an Adidas shoe. Like there it's the options, I mean I know they exist, but y'all niggas ain't really like I mean, I might step into some other shit when I get to like dress shoes and boots and all yeah, that. Now we get to some, about we just talking about sneakers. Sneakers. It's gonna be a Nike. It's gonna be an Adidas. It's gonna be a New Balance I'll for be me. Honest, it would be. It would be. It would be damn near impossible for me to not wear Nike. And here's the thing. Well, it would be very difficult for me because, like, I would literally have to go buy all new shoes. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm ever going to wear a gym shoe again, most of my Nike and Adidas shoes are designed by black men like that's the fucking brand is the black man's brand under that fucking umbrella dog so it's it's i mean but to the point of you know niggas in their self-righteousness 
when all this Kyrie shit happened, y'all niggas ain't throw your Nikes out. Spalenciaga shit happened. Most of you niggas ain't got rid of your Ben Salagas, dog. Um, most of the activism that niggas claim to have when it comes to branding and advertising is cap. Most of the activism Virtue niggas signal. claim to have is uh, when it comes to like fucking corporate America, it's cap. You niggas get on your fucking entrepreneur, entrepreneur, serial entrepreneur, da 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 da. You need a job, nigga. Most of us do. My G, you, if you're an entrepreneur, um, you could probably like a sole proprietor. Because if not, you got to have somebody to work for you. Yeah. So you can be shitting on the people that work for you. Come on, you, man. Have, you, you, got, you got a boss. Yo. I just happen to be your boss. Imagine a nigga saying, yo, if you work for somebody, if you got a boss, you stupid as fuck, nigga. I quit my nine to five. I don't do that shit no more. Da, da, da. Nah, you need to be an entrepreneur, nigga. Work for yourself. Da, da. Make your own money. Woo, woo, woo. And then they whole staff quit because they got empowered. Like, fam. Everything ain't meant for everybody, dog. Like now, um, my man did quit the advertising. Yeah, gig. he quit the firm. So, the, so, the, so, the, so the, the 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 thing was, I mean, there was a drug dealer in there who they was not reaching. Yeah, he ended up getting killed. Yep, and um, that was Rock. a choir boy from uh, what's yeah. the name from Five Heartbeats. Yeah, yeah, but Rock. Who was like the leader of this shit? Yeah. Who him and Ving Rains and other people were having arguments about. He wanting to talk to them. They want to be more physical. Uh, Moesha Daddy, I guess him and his nigga Uncle Frank, Uncle boy. Frank, and them started. He was like, "Dog, we used to have these people come to our crib. Mm -hmm. We just it's a rap and kick it with them. Now you out here, you know, doing more harm than good and blah blah blah." Mm -hmm. They dropped the. He never talked to the. He never talked to Choir Boy. Yeah. He ended up getting killed. They didn't do real research. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, when they showed up, his uncle knew who he was already. He was like, oh, y'all, a long way from 125th Street. Yeah. What you know about us? Like, oh, you think you just started this shit? Come on, man. Like, oh, y'all ain't did no research. Look at you. Y'all don't even know about shit you repping. <laughs> like, come on, bro. Like, you you all jumped up off of... Uh, some tweets and shit. You ready to go to war, but you ain't did the research. Yeah. Like, what do y'all do? Y'all some, I don't even respect y'all. Yeah. Like, y'all got my son, right? I mean, y'all got my nephew, right? Yeah. Y'all didn't have him? What y'all want to know? Like, nigga. It's, it's so powerful to think, too. Like, I, if there was, you know, one singular fucking organization out here trying to teach black people how to be black, and deprogram them from whatever it is that they, you know, know or however it is that they act out in the world, the damage that that could do to blackness. Because you can't, everybody, I don't want to be the same as the next nigga, dog. I don't. Me. I, I love being uniquely who the fuck I am. Jay is unique as shit. I don't want all black people to be the exact same, to think one way. Like, I love, yo, we come from similar circumstances to a lot of motherfuckers who look like us. That didn't take away the fact that we went out and still made sure that we were educated properly and that we learned how to fucking speak and that we read books and we learned about not just the current culture, but the culture that we come from. Right. And it's, it's the opportunities to learn about being black and to learn about all the fucking many fucking directions of blackness, they still exist. We don't need to be taught one thing 
and be deprogrammed from the one thing that we learn. Because it's like, yo, back to the Fresh Prince example, nigga. The objective is to get out the hood, bro. It's to make sure that my kids are raised with the resources that I didn't have. But you know what's so crazy is that objective is fucked up. Because if the hood was clean and the hood was safe, the objective would not be to get out the hood. Yeah. The objective would be just to just chill where you was living at before. Well, let's let's expand off that for a minute, dog. Um what the hood could... wasn't always the hood, right? Let's let's It was actually a neighborhood. Let's let's take the most fucking famous hood that was not a hood and then turned into the most infamous hood in the world. Queens. Compton. Oh, Compton. Okay. Out either. We just, could take either. But let's roll with Compton, right? Compton was this predominantly white suburb of Los Angeles. That's the fuck it was, right? The reason I said Queens because yeah. we were just watching the Nas doc. Facts. And that's what a black affluent people were living at. Yeah. In Queens. They this was, was in the, Queens. the richest neighborhood. Yeah. One of the richest neighborhoods in the in country. In New York. Was in Queens. And when you when you think about Compton, right? Compton started out as this fucking white, predominantly white suburb, dog. And then as middle class and more affluent black people started to move into Compton, white people, white flight, we know the term, they started to fucking leave. Use Detroit. Detroit had two million people here. Two million motherfucking people. White folks left and left a million people here. Now it's damn near 600,000. Literally. And it used to be 700,000. And now we damn near at six and it'll probably keep crawling under. But the wild part about all of this, whether it's Detroit, whether it's Queens, whether it's Compton. When the white folks leave and the black folks stay. We don't treat it as well as we did when the white folks were here. The city, the government doesn't treat it as well as they did when the white folks were here, right? And between us not maybe keeping up home the way that we did when the white folks was in the neighborhood, and then the city not providing us with the resources that they provided when the white folks were here, and you add all that up, now it's the hood. And then the affluent black people are going to get away from y'all niggas mm-hmm. and go somewhere else. Yeah. And then once they go somewhere else, if it's too many of the affluent come over there, are we getting the fuck out of and here? That's, and we just, it, it's like... A cat and mouse. Instead of... Just saying, yo, let's here's the pride part in, in the drop. Instead acronym. of it being Dearborn. Yeah. Because in Dearborn, where our Middle Eastern people stay, they not leaving. No. So while you walking through Dearborn, you'll see regular house. Yep. Regular house. Oh shit, they bought three houses in a row and did it combine them big ass mansion. Mansion. I'm not moving out of this neighborhood. I'm building the mansion here. And guess what? It ain't no more or less safe for this nigga who got the mansion versus the regular houses on the side of it. I'm talking about you got your six bedroom house next door to the two bedroom house. Come on, dog. You got literally it's niggas in Dearborn with acreage. We're not going nowhere. Next to niggas who like they got a whole lot over there. And the stores got Arabic on them. Come I mean, on, like, we're not leaving this Come neighborhood. On. This is literally ours. And it's ours for the less affluent. It's ours for the most affluent. And it's funny because since I was a kid living in Detroit, you always hear that Dearborn has the most Middle Eastern people in the whole fucking country. Outside, well, outside of the Middle East, yeah, this like, is the, the they're, majority. They're the, the American Mecca the global mecca outside of the Middle East is Dearborn, Michigan, dog. And it's because whether they got stupid rich or whether they on the bottom, 
They stayed where they was at, bro. Do you think, think about how much money would be there if you never sold grandma's house Mm. um, that they got with two chest ups. Yeah. um, And you didn't have to go move anywhere else to the bigger house or whatever. Whatever. You didn't have to move out and leave the neighborhood. You could just continue to make the extra money that you make and stay in the neighborhood. But it's, it's value in building up, right? Facts. Like it's value in building up. It's value in taking... Where the land you currently have, the thing you currently have, the money you currently have, and just working upward from there versus going all the way up. You gonna put more resources into going over there? First time I seen a four story home was in Highland Park. Come on, man. Them houses are beautiful. Come on, man. Come on, man. You know what them houses are? Them houses are fucking sturdy. Fucking Highland Park, you think about fucking uh uh What's the Boston Edison? You yeah. think about Boston Edison got million dollar, two million dollar homes over there, bro. Them houses have been there since Detroit existed. And the reason they ain't blown down yet, even with the ones in Highland Park that might look like they on their way out, the reason they still there, because they was fucking really built on some solid fucking ground. That foundation is strong as shit. Brick houses. It's something. That's what a fucking Motown, Barry Gordy houses. Come on, man. Like, it's literally something into building up and into expanding what you have versus starting over. And I think we always have this, like... 100% buying a crib in Boston. That was my goal, man. Like, my um, one of my best friends, he grew up in Boston. He was literally born in this beautiful house in Boston Edison. And his parents had owned it since, like, the 70s, right? I mean, our, our family house was over right on Linwood. Yeah. Six blocks away. Yeah. And, like, it's funny because... Um, the house that we lived in uh, when I was on Sorrento and Curtis, we right around the corner from them big ass cribs on Out of Drive, right? <laughs> we we a block away, right? So I used to walk by them cribs going to the store and shit, like dog. And we ain't living a small house. Detroit nigga dreams to get a crib off Out of Drive. Come on, man, them Out of Drive that circle going towards Sinai Grace and I'll Renaissance. Say the three places nigga. I want to four places, uh, five places. <laughs> 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 because like if I'm gonna get five cribs, why wouldn't they not be here? Come on, uh, one on Out of Drive. West, yeah, out of drive. Fact. No, specifically. <laughs> to, to, just to be. Now, East Out of Drive is still gigantic homes, but we we West Side's over here. Yeah, I mean, they know the vibes. Yeah. yeah. West Side. Uh, I always wanted a house uh, down next to the Manuglian Mansion. I want, yep. My goal was yep. to live next door to Kwame. Yeah. You feel me? Leave Kwame alone. Uh, <laughs> well, live next door to Kwame. Um, I do want a crib in Indian Village. Yeah. I do want a crib over in Palmer Woods. Yeah. Because them houses are bad as fuck. Oh, man. Bad as fuck. Sherwood. And Boston Edison. Sherwood Forest. Always wanted a crib in Sherwood Forest. As an eight mile kid, nigga, going that deep. I mean, it was still west side, but going that far east on the eight mile. um, Then, of course. You know, on the west side, Grand River, um, freaking Rosedale Park. The Rosedale, come on, man. That's fucking one of the greatest areas in the world. Yeah. Nigga. Like, it, it's funny. Um, used to live, well, stayed with some uh, some fam on uh, Foss and Schoolcraft. And, like, even that crib was big as shit. Yo, Schoolcraft got some. Schoolcraft got some amazing homes, yeah. nigga. <laughs> like, I was bought a crib off Schoolcraft. Like, come on, man. They got and some amazing looking. cribs over there, dog. And it's it's just wild to know the shit that we know about those areas and, and some of the shit that go on or at least around the corner from some of the areas. Because it's like, dog, man, it's some great real estate over there, bro. And if we would just fucking focus on development. Then it became a thing like, damn, 
I can buy this house, which would technically be cheaper. Yeah. My car insurance is going to be so high. Oh, man. Since my car insurance is so high, technically I can afford more house. Yeah. Because... Come on, bro. The money got to get And spent. honestly, bro, that's by design, dog. They know what the fuck they doing. They know what they doing. They don't want you niggas in the city. So I'm going to keep upping them rates. One part of the movie, which was uh, I thought was, was really good, when he was with his family and he, he showed them that commercial. Yeah. And everybody was like, you know, what the fuck is this, basically? And his, um, his uncle talked to him like, listen. I'm in sales, and they're like, I know this ain't the same thing. Oh, this is not this is not the, the used auto. Like, hey, 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 whatever. Yeah, I, I'm I'm in sales. Love to make money the whole nine yards. He was like, but some things is not for sale. Yeah, some things you cannot sell. That's real. Everything you cannot sell, and uh, I know it sound like we we for LaSalle character. He was doing some some cringy and some fucked up shit on the advertising side. We get that you at work, so yeah. it's not like. Yo, he's really the the, unbun, the, the good guy factor on you this know what shit. I'm saying? Yeah. But like, yo, that shit is some of this shit I just can't be involved in. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I got, and I didn't like how they treated the janitor dude down there and shit. Um, they wasn't gonna give him no money and shit. Yeah. Like, nigga, your yeah. cousin can push the broom. You Come can, on, man. If anything, I thought he should have. I would have loved to see like on some Dion shit. I would have loved to see. Him hook up his cousin, mm-hmm. but I one hundred percent understand and would probably do the same thing. Yeah, I totally get why he didn't. Um, but it would have been nice to see him. Be it able don't to mean put you not on. black. No, I don't mean you gotta. I gotta get fucking kidnapped and beat up for fucking three weeks. Here's the thing, right? President Obama was the president of the United States, right? First and probably only black ever. To be the president of the United States, yo. There ain't a person out here who gonna tell you that being the president is a coonish job. Cause shit, we ain't never had a black person in it for it to be coonish, nigga. Hell, the expectations that we had of the black president were probably a little bit more than what the fuck that role could actually do. But Nah. Trump did whatever the fuck he wanted. Well, he also won't be back. Um I also feel anyway. But but my point I'm making what if niggas was like, President Obama didn't even hook his cousin up with no job in a cabinet. He ain't even put him on. He could have worked in the White House. And it's like. Yo, can I work in the mayor room, my nigga? Maybe you can. But also, maybe I'm the president. of the, Like, look at what I accomplished. Stop worrying about you. Like, I did something great. Yeah. Like, it's something behind it. But if I'm the president, I'm like, yeah, I took care of my cousin. You should do, to the, you should do the same, too. Take care of your people. Put your people on. But if you don't put your people on, guess what? You still was the president of the fucking United States. What's the United one man States, name who man. said that shit all the time? The Asian rapper nigga. Oh, uh. Eastside Agro. Your man Agro. Put your people man. on. Didn't that nigga go to like Renaissance? Yeah, he's a smart kid. Yeah, no, but I'm saying West Side School, nigga. What yeah. up? Um, He's like, he's, but no, yeah. like he's really smart. Yeah. Oh, I've, I've read like. Father's a doctor. I and think shit, his, like, his <laughs> black Detroiter post led me down a rabbit hole. Matter of fact, it wasn't even that. It was something I want to say Dame posted. Somebody was posting this nigga heavy. He ain't did too many interviews, but if you hear him talking like. Yeah. I'm like. Yo, I know this kid's smart. Yeah, it was my man Dre. Shout out to Dre. My man Dre Day, whatever number he on at this point on the gram. He used to post that nigga all the time. And I was like, let me get behind and just see what this is. Because the name is catchy. You going, you going, the name worked. And then it draws you in. And then once you go down that rabbit hole, it's like, all right, he's clearly. 
you'd be surprised. Yeah. From Cause that if you present, hear the music and see and him, see the videos, you be you would know. Oh, yeah. I know what type of shit he on. Yeah. You really don't. No, you have no idea. You really um, have no yo, idea. Yo, shout out to East Side Air World, man. Shout out to the West Side of Detroit though. Um, hey man, Drop Squad, it's a movie that'll get you thinking. It's a movie that'll get you really considering blackness and what not only what it is, but what it should look like to other people, right? Because in this film, it was very much so like a divide between what black should be and how it should be represented publicly. What black should be, how it should be represented, and what punishment should be, and how that punishment should be mm. carried out. Yeah. And if you do, you have the right to punish. Cause because you are not in a moral position or moral authority because you... And they try to make the conservative yeah. in the beginning of the movie look like he was wrong and yeah. stuff like, no, my nigga, you can't be no vigilante. Yeah. You you are kidnapping people, Come on. beating them up, starvation, brainwashing. Yeah. Like, no, and this, not, this, can't, this cannot go on. I think that's what, you know, again, unless it's one thing to, you know, not agree with certain decisions that black people make, you know, in their career and they, they stand on shit. Hold them accountable. But if... Somebody's doing something that betters their career, puts their family in a better position, puts their their staff in a better position, puts their sons in a better position. This is what you should do. Get that liquor store out of your neighborhood. Mm. Talk to your congressman. Talk to your city. Get that. Mm. If you think that me advertising the commercial is the poison, yeah. it's a liquor store that has 60 different liquors yeah. in here. And they sell all this shit to your people. They sell shit that don't advertise. 100%. Nigga. I, other than. Ain't no commercial for Mad Dog 2020, nigga. When was the last time I seen a. Uh, I see Budweiser commercials. I see Captain Morgan commercials. Yeah. You don't see 40 ounce ads and shit no more. Guess what? They still in that liquor store. Fucking niggas up day to day, man. Check out uh, Drop Squad, man. It's on YouTube. We posted the link on our Twitter and on Facebook. Join This Week in Culture on all the socials, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, follow at jjohnson313 on everything that matters, man. Follow me at Trinidad Ant. Until next week, I'm Ant. That's Jay. This was a great fucking pod, man. I, I actually really enjoyed this convo. I didn't know how much we was going to pull out of this one, but this was a great episode, man. Um, let us know what y'all thought about the pod. Let us know what y'all thought about Drop Squad. If you haven't watched Drop Squad and you just listened to our synopsis and uh, our review of the movie, let us know what you thought about the conversation, man. Hit us up, thisweekinculturepod at gmail.com. Till next week, I'm Ant, that's Jay, episode 274. We out.